JDL, Philip. Wave. Wave with your dick. <laughs> Hello, YouTube. Trovo, Entropy, Twitch. Apple, Spotify, Podbean. So on. Everybody's all here. Pat Merck, Mr. Bear. Merck, you got home good. <laughs> Darn a fog lie. Greg, how are you? Gary's, Gary's here, so everybody better be doing their push-ups. Lots of new people. Faith Farah, how are you? Peter Frampton, Sin City Capital. How are you doing, man? Sacco! Pixel Mankind. So on. A lot of you guys, man. And then there's, you know... There's a fake me. <laughs> So many trolls over there. Trovo. John from PA, how are you, man? The rest of you guys. Slab sock. Ooh, it's not good. Not looking good. Not good. Sometimes the boat sinks. And then you gotta build another boat. What can you do? Frankie's got some. Words for Evan. Aaron Jones. Mercy. There is no mercy. That's kind of how the world works, though. If you read a history book, it's uh, maybe that's why people don't like to study it so much because it's awful and it's horrifying. <laughs> it's basically just oof, barn burner of a nightmare after another. Human history is, and then you've got the. Um, you know, the modern day people who like to think it's all puppy dogs and chocolate cakes and high fives and unicorn farts and everything's just going to be awesome if you just, you know, close your eyes and trust the plan. God wins. No, that's not real life, guys. Unfortunately, I mean, I wish. I mean, I'm not uh, I take no pleasure in saying that, but I mean, 
Um, I like to survive, so um, accurate information is important. You know, if you went out into the woods with a handbook that said, eat all the berries and mushrooms, they're all good for you. And then, you know, you would die because they're not all good for you. <laughs> Some of them will definitely kill you. Go pet a rattlesnake. That's not good advice. Okay, you need to know. Pumpkin Launcher says, here's your 25 bucks. Too busy cleaning uh, to ring in every five minutes. I'm sure we both appreciate the reprieve. <laughs> you don't You don't owe me. It's just free. You understand? Like, you don't have to do this, but I thanks. I appreciate it, man. Warrelish89 says, first, all so close. Second. Second. Greg Jeffrey, how are you, man? Hail to you and the new bigots. We grow strong and stronger together. P.S. I'm still a racist bird. Oh, the birds are racist. Yeah, I saw that. Bird, uh, what was it? Bird watching is, has a history of racism. Fuck, everything's racist now. Who cares? Merck, you know, tonight on Unsolved Mystery, he changed his profile picture to Robert Stack. <laughs> how was your guys' weekend? I had a good weekend. Saturday, we went out and uh, a bunch of us got together and we did some some uh, some illegal activities, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, being in the same place all at once and, you know, other things the government doesn't like, you know, you can't do it. I mean, they can do it. They can do all these things, but we're, we're not supposed to. But, you know, we just did whatever the fuck we wanted to. And it was pretty good, you know. Remember when you could you were allowed to have a life and the government uh, essentially took that away because uh, the boogeyman or something. Um, clouds are scary or whatever it is the flavor of the week now I mean we're gonna we're gonna transition to the climate crisis soon and then there's gonna be climate lockdowns and the whole fu- I mean you know and you could the people will never buy that they'll never go for that oh they won't the people wearing the face masks in the cars by themselves with the windows rolled up they'd never they'd never go for that huh I'm, I'm sorry to tell you they will uh, did you have fun? That's super ultra legal. I did. I did have fun. That was the most illegal part of it. You know, you could kind of pretend for a while there that everything was normal. And, it, you know, you did. You did forget about it for a while. So it's uh, one of those things. Another general ousted to today. Zodiac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I got that. There's all kinds of nonsense shit going on here. Um, trying to pay attention to all these different chats. It's difficult. It's hard. But I, I try to do it. Um, is this new light? Is he an angel now? Yeah. No, that's just the, <laughs> an angel. Don't say that. I'm going to be dead soon anyway. No, it's just the sun going down through the trees at uh, 618 local time. Yeah, this is my first time. Is this going to hurt? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, um, we, I pretty much just tell the truth. I mean, whatever I think is true. You know, I'm not one to sugarcoat anything. And by don't sh- not sugarcoating it, I mean, it's like it's like it's like raw beets. You know, there's not even there's nothing. There's not even peanut butter to d- d- dumb the taste down. There's nothing. It's just straight, blah, you know. And uh, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. And they get mad and they re and they get upset. You know, how dare you say that about QAnon, Tristan Blyon. Trump is a hero. He's going to save America. He's a secret president. No, he's not. You know, this kind of stuff. They don't like it. But I mean, hey, it, it's fine if you don't like it. I don't care. I'm just, you know, you can leave if you want. You know, it's not hard. Um, if you want to go live in a fantasy world, go ahead. But I don't think it's going to end well for you. You know, people like that end up in cults and then then sometimes literally drinking Kool-Aid and dying, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody wants the, the the idle guy to save them because they don't want to do anything themselves. Don't want to have to face the fact that they may have to be the ones that do everything themselves. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, this is just going to be a, um, I got some stuff from the news here that's, you know, just typical. You know what I mean? It's been beating a dead horse for a while, really. Um, I mean, how much can you really comment on this? And it, it feels like, um, you know, I'm preaching to the choir, literally. 
Um, it's not like anybody's going to come in here and go, well, let's make that's a great point. The, uh, the, uh, the, the mind washing is so set up in such a way that you literally can't stop. The, if they haven't figured it out by now, if they're not already at least mild, at the very least moderately suspicious of what's going on, that you can't say you literally cannot save those people. There's no point. Uh, they're essentially your enemy now, and there's nothing you can do about that. And they feel the exact same way about you. Trust me. They're not interested in communication or like, oh, I wonder why they think these things. They just want you to fucking be dead, essentially. They just want you gone. Um, they're committed to this. They've picked their team. It's a cult. It's not going away. It's not going to stop anytime soon. Confrontation is inevitable. And it's global. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're in the UK, if you're in Ireland, if you're in Canada, if you're in the United States, if you're in Australia, it doesn't matter. Europe, it doesn't matter. It really, it, It's international in scope there's nowhere to go it's just a war on sanity and it's a war on humanity at this point and um uh you know it's uh, freedom or slavery pick one which which one do you want do you want to be a cultural marxist uh, slave to this uh, international banking syndicate which has been controlling basically fucking everything since the first before the first world war these guys have been made some moves and they took some people out and killed some people and sank some boats and so on and then uh, they've just been on way to the races ever since and anytime anybody you know, stands up to try to even attempt to fuck with their system at all. They they waste those people, right? So, um, you know, <laughs> that's how it is, man. Sorry. War Relish 89 says PAL processing times extended by four months due to Corona. Yeah, it's, I mean, it'll get you. Also, it could be two weeks. Who knows? They don't. Yeah. And uh, again, I've told people to get them forever. You know, uh, it, you can still, there's still a couple of decent firearms you can get out there that aren't, that aren't a waste of time. You know, but there's not many and they're dwindling and um, that buyback confiscation shit is happening in nine, ten months now. You know, we had two years. It's two years away. We'll get it. And the CCFR demanded all your money and Tracy Wilson wanted all your donations so she could fund her wine habit. And then we are literally doing everything. We're fighting the government in court. Oh, the government controlled courts with the Trudeau appointed judge. You know, and you're not even just fighting Trudeau in court. You understand you're fighting an international effort. The United Nations controlled by these people is an international effort go read agenda 2030 the un global disarmament program intends to disarm every western nation that's who you're fighting against and you think oh what did you get 50 grand for a lawyer to to do what are you kidding me like you don't even understand what you're up against it's just it's laughable at this point that people like this you know and it's a lot of these boomers old people and i mean like their heart's in the right place but i mean um that that is therein lies the problem doesn't it there's way too many people that don't just have no appreciation of just exactly the scale of what this is and what's actually happening they think it's uh you know we just get trudeau out of there it's like oh man you you know you have no idea that that's like being on the front line of a you know <laughs> the war and you see like a, a, a two lone russian scouts and you're like well, we just kill those guys we win it's like are you aware that behind these two guys is is fifty thousand russian armored infantry <laughs> okay you're not even this you're not even scratching the surface of what you're up against here you think you can just get rid of trudeau and what they're just going to replace him everybody's owned everybody's bought the politics is pointless there is no one there's absolutely no one every single one of them is owned and even you know all of their policies are the same there's no way out that way and uh, that's why they want you to play those those stupid little games and um you know look at the g7 they, they treat you like animals they don't care. They're over there not wearing their masks, having fun, hugging, drinking. Yay! Well, there's literally people walking around in the background with masks on. The help. Like, you know, ridiculous. Like, right there. I should have went and I was going to find that photo and forgot. But it's out there. Trust me. You can see them in the background. Guys carrying around, uh, you know, champagne on, on uh, or whatever on trays, wearing masks and everything to all the world leaders who are really just the stooges for the bankers, right? You're, they're the middle management appointees. And they do the best they can to please their masters. And if they do a good job, they get a generous retirement package. And they, you know, they get to move up 
Maybe they get a nice UN job and get to be a bureaucrat somewhere in some fucking unnamed faceless organization, maybe a bank, maybe like Mark Carney or one of these people, you know, um, it's a charade. You know, I've got that old George Carlin, Carlin clip. I want to play that later. He illustrates that very, very well, but he's very right. Uh, bus full of nuns. Hey brother, how are you? Thank you so much. He says, rage, take my money. You slut. How that's not, I don't know if I'm as well. Oh, okay. Please shout out my buddy and recent convert, Sean, who recently told off his HR department with fuck you make me over wearing a face mask. We love you in Ontario. That is amazing. Um, you know, great, Sean. I hope you've got a backup plan. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to suggest people just blow up their job. Um, but I mean, I, under, I understand the frustration and, you know, find a back. There are, there are companies and stuff hiring people. I even, um, if someone knows where this is, someone sent this to me on Telegram that there is a, uh, I got to find it again. There's cut, there's a, a, a website of companies that um, it, it listed, I think by province, it's Canadian of who's hiring, you know, unvaccinated people, like straight up, just like, we're not playing this fucking game. If you're unvaccinated and you need work, we'll, we'll hire you kind of thing. Uh, you know, make your exit strategy. You don't just jump off the boat. That's not a good idea. You should find a life preserver in a raft or whatever. And some, you know, you don't just jump. Uh, I mean, you can, I mean, unless if it's that or on fire, but you know what I'm saying? You know, plan up, plan, try and plan ahead, guys, a little bit. Um, Nazi Scotia. Yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty disappointed in that place and the, the country as a whole. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute. We're going to get this drink here because it's, it's going to be absolutely necessary. I got to just figure out where to take this. Um, you know, it's uh, <sighs> what a nightmare. They got, they're giving away lottery money. And that's your lottery money, by the way. It's not, uh, it's not coming out of Jason Kenney's personal expense account. This is uh, tax money. This is Alberta taxpayer money that they're giving away to these, you know, vaccine sluts. Um, you know, because, I mean, that's not a red flag to you. They're literally bribing people. I remember I, I talked again about the four stages of manipulation. You know, uh, fear, flattery, bribery, and then violence. We're at stage, we're at three out of four. You know, um, if they don't get what they want, they'll, they'll keep going. And they're, they're using your money to pay them. So isn't that nice? You know, um, government launched its own vaccine um, compensation, injury, injury compensation program because safe and effective. Because everything is so safe and so effective. So safe and effective. We need a national compensation program. And is the is this pharmaceutical companies going to pay for this? Is Pfizer, Moderna, Biotech, any of that? No, no. You're, again, you will pay for this. So the same idiots that went out and volunteered to be lab rats, fucked themselves up and, you know, get blood clots and heart attacks or whatever, died, a lot of death. I mean, the people that, you know, are in, talking to me saying, I know this person died astronomically higher numbers than COVID now. You know, a, lo a lot of people I know know several people that have died from vaccines. Not one or two, several and uh, you know what? And they're, and they're going to sue. And guess who pays the money for that? The government of Canada, i.e. you, the taxpayer, again. So you're going to get raped a couple times. They're paying them to take the vaccine with your money. And then they're going to pay them because they got injured with your money again. And, you know, wh what do we get? Nothing. You get to, you get to work harder for longer for, to pay, you know, to pay the inflation price, pay the, uh, the, the hidden taxes. The wealth transfer is what inflation is. It's, you're being stolen from, essentially. Your purchasing power is being taken away from you. Uh, they chose to be dumb. I, uh, yes, they did. And uh, they, should have, they should pay for that on their own. I mean, all the evidence is out there. You don't got to look far. But they chose not to. Uh, like this uh, VAERS chart, if I can find it. It's really, really nice. Check this one out, guys. OpenVAERS.com. And if you haven't heard of it, VAERS is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Uh, it's launched in 1990. You can see here, that's the first time. And that was the first year. And they recorded 80 deaths. And this is from all vaccines in the world. So that year, and, and I mean, the, the, uh, that's, that's re what's reported. You know, you understand not, not, all, uh, 
Not all events get reported. Not everything gets uh, forwarded. Not everything's filled out properly. Sometimes people die. They don't even think that maybe it was the vaccine. They don't know. So it's a it's a much lower number than probably, which is accurate. But the 80, 80 here and then 166. And then, you know, this is total like over time each year, 100, a couple hundred people a year. And then in 2020, it goes from an average of about, uh, you know, two, three, four hundred a year to, uh, oh, I don't know, 6,000, 6,000 people. Um, I mean, that chart is pretty. You know, this is this is all vaccine deaths. Now, what happened? What happened in 2020 with vaccines that would cause such a spike like this? I, I, I'm just I'm struggling to understand what that could be. What that could be open dot com. This is uh, the mortality rate for uh, vaccines <laughs> reported deaths post covid vaccine. Uh, and this is of June 4th. I wonder if there's a no, oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, anyway, good thing I showed you, but it's gone now because my firewall blocks a lot of things i don't know if i can turn it on and off without uh completely fucking over my uh my, sh- my stuff here let's see i don't think so should be okay <laughs> haven't had the vaccine and not getting it but some of us do have relatives who've gotten it everyone does i have you know and um you know who knows what's going to happen it's it's an experimental drug nobody has any idea um, how can you? It's brand new. It's brand new technology. It's never been tested on people. I mean, again, beating a dead horse here to death. Um, but if you want to go check it out, here it is. Um, there's the link, openvaers.com. And uh, it's all there, um, you know. And they'll look at that and say, nah, that's it's not real. I don't like that because that's scary. <laughs> that's their defense mechanism. I just, I'm just going to say that's not real. All righty. Fair enough. I guess that's what we're doing. We're just not going to... Uh, we're not going to pay attention. Derek Knight says, took an eight-minute clip from a Brett Weinstein podcast, How to Save the World in Three Easy Steps, discussing the vaccine toxicity of spike protein and manipulation of media-flagged medical misinfo. 41 subs and still silenced. Think we're winning. I I don't think so. And I'm going to explain why. Um, not that it's, again, I'm not trying to bring anybody down, but I mean, again, it's like, guys, this isn't working, you know, and um, if it's not working, it's not working. You got to do something different. Greg Jeffrey says, get the vax and win the lottery of death. <laughs> man you know it's a dystopia there's literally ice cream trucks driving around hey kids come here get a vaccine we'll give you an ice cream cone from you know and then there's some freak show dressed up as uh you know and all kinds of bright colors and makeup you know the drag queen you know men people oh it's uh you know it's pride season here in canada by the way if you're in the united states or elsewhere in the world we don't have pride day or week or even month anymore it's a season it's all summer it's forever you know it, because they're oppressed, you know, they're so oppressed that every major corporation, news media outlet, academic uh, institution, company, you know, every celebrity, every sports channel, everything everywhere, it just pushes it 24-7 because that's how oppressed they are, right? If you're a white conservative thinking person, um, and I don't mean conservative part of Canada, I mean, obviously, you, you like the old ways, which is gone now, you know, there, it's, there's a war on that to destroy that. If you're one of those people, are you allowed to even have an opinion well, they're, gonna, they're obviously trying to make that illegal here in Canada very shortly. Um, hate speech legislation. Trudeau and Just Jagmeet Singh have vowed to destroy the alt-right. We are going to destroy them. What does that mean, do you think? And we're going to combat online hate under the guise of because this, this, uh, this is going to be hard to look at and think about. I literally looked at the picture saved and it's like, I'm not even going to fucking think about this because it's going to make me upset. But I'm going to do it right now just because it has to happen. Okay? For this, this Muslim family. Again tragedy horrible nobody likes dead people i mean obviously this goes without saying 
and it's subversive on its face that you even have to, that you even have to explain that, that, that that's your position because it's by default now. It's by default that the left and the communists and the government and everybody thinks that if you have anything to say about this that's negative, that that must mean you don't care and you want the people to die and you love terrorists or something, right? All right, you know, the guy's mentally ill. They, they jumped all over it to promote it, to promote an agenda, right? And they're politicizing the shit out of this to use that as political capital to push through coming legislation, which will, you know, basically make what I'm doing illegal. Any kind of uh, dis dissenting thought at all, if you haven't noticed, uh, anti-mask people, anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine, three totally separate issues. Anti-mask migrate, anything the government is doing, essentially, if you're against those things, you are a white supremacist. You're an alt-right uh, potential terrorist and, and so on. They've just rolled it all together. And they're, they're, they're going to use this to, to further weaponize uh, their legal tools against you. They're going to bring in more legislation and more, you know, uh, tools to punish people for this kind of thing. And uh, they, got, they went so far to make this into a goddamn spectacle. And again, I'm not saying, uh, you know, poor people. It sucks to get run over and, and, you know, that kid's still in the hospital. I don't even think he knows what's happening yet. He probably doesn't even know his family's dead or whatever, right? But does anybody think this is appropriate? Uh, how about the, the veterans in the house? I'm, I'm one, you know. Um, I mean, uh, I'm literally speechless looking at this. The, the, the flag draped coffins is big, you know, spectacle. The whole government shut down and went down there to, uh, you know, honor these people from Pakistan. There's so few, cons there's, there's so few and little things done for the actual, you know, men and women of this country or any of our countries that, that give their lives for this fucking flag, which is now meaningless. And you're just going to put it on any old casket for political reasons. Because it suits your political agenda. Because it touches the feely box people of the voters you're trying to corral. You're, I mean, it's literally meaningless to these people. Why don't you just give them some war medals too? I mean, this is absolutely preposterous. This is, this is, this is entirely meant for the imagery to tug at the heartstrings of people and invoke those feelings of, you know, they're heroes because you only ever see this kind of coffin, flag-draped coffin, for dead soldiers in any country, the United Kingdom, America, Canada, winner. When have you ever seen this before in your life? In your life? And you see all the, does this look like social distancing to you? Half of everybody in the Muslim community of, of London apparently showed up. Uh, you know, Doug Ford opened up the community. Yeah, the rules don't apply because this is more important. Corona is so deadly, so dangerous, such a problem problem that you can't go to work your kids can't see their friends you can't go to social activities you can't fucking do anything down the road randy hillier had it on, on his own um on his own page a, a funeral 10 only 10 people any more than 10 people show up we're calling the cops because that wasn't any that wasn't advantageously that wasn't uh, you know at, an advantage for them politically to do that so uh, i mean this is just on its face insulting grotesque and, um, I mean, it's over, man. This country is fucking meaning. Look at this. Look at this photo. There are thousands of them. They're, you know, when did, when did London, Ontario become a Muslim city? And when did random people getting killed in traffic accidents, which is basically what it was until I see evidence otherwise, I was told by people that would know that, yeah, he was just off his meds. He's a psych patient. The guy's nuts. They, they deserve this kind of honor now. They, they're going to be buried the same way as my friends are who were fucking blown to bits fighting against people from this part of the world who believe that women should be covered up head to toe, who, who slicing the genitalia, the clitoris off of young girls because, you know, God forbid, you know, they can't have any sexual pleasure because they're whores and they have to be covered up. Uh, they don't get voting rights. They're only worth half of a man. 
et cetera, et cetera. LGBT people, they, they're all put to death and stoned to death and so on. We were fighting against those people. And now they're here doing, this is so perverted and upside down and insane. Uh, I don't have words really. It's, a, you know, it's absolutely insane. And you would, and guess what? We're the minority now. You know, all these people that warned about, uh, you know, this infiltration ha is happening. This subversion is happening. No, it's not. Just a couple of immigrants. It's not a big deal. Whatever. Really? Well, um, your country's gone though. So there's that. So whoopsie, whoop, whoopsie doodle. <sighs> Thank goodness I got through that without really getting upset. But, um, you know, that was, uh. It's just beyond uh, disturbing, and uh, I, you know, I. There, there's no, there's no depths this government won't sink to. There's, there's nothing they won't do. There's no, there's nothing sacred to them that they won't tarnish and corrupt and spit on just to win a couple political points. Nothing at all, not even dead kids. Nothing. War LSA 9 says there's going to be a new name for all the dissenters soon. Yeah, it's terrorist. Short and long says our flag is now a participation trophy. I'm ashamed to have served a day under it. It pains me to say it. Fuck you, Trudeau. I feel the exact same way. I was saying today, I kind of want to just burn a flag and throw my medals into the river behind the parliament. They're meaningless. You know, they never meant anything, apparently, to this country. Nobody, uh, and is, is there any pushback? Is there any other side to the story? Is anyone ever going to, because we, because the, we're the oppressors, right? That's why there's always someone on, on, you know, from our camp of our political ideology of our, of our cultural leanings on TV, on CBC, on, on the radio, everywhere saying the things I'm saying, because we're the oppressors, because we're the, it's the opposite. Uh, I, you know, I've got another video there from that Wurzel Root kid who puts it very into, you know, good perspective. You're just being beaten over the head. Like it, like into submission, pummeled brutally. We're not just like taking some hits. This is a full blown ground and pound, full mount elbows to the face at this point until you surrender, and they're not going to stop. You know, so uh, that that's just to start. Are you, if you're new, we're just this is this is how it starts. So, <laughs> um, you may want to settle in. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> We use the Joker mentality here. You can't cry. If you, you can cry or you can laugh. One is weak and not going to help you, but. Anyway. Here's. Somebody said there, um, think of what happened to Sweden. Yeah, we're right behind them. Oh, the old Lamb of God. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yes, think of what happened to Sweden. And look at what's going on in France. It's just open combat now. People are getting their heads cut off in the streets, you know, because they're so oppressed. They're so oppressed. Look, and, you know, look at this nonsense. Of all the people to chime in, the Pakistani prime minister, Pakistan, fucking Pakistan. You know, I don't want to beat this to death because, you know, I did last time. Canada is the top exporter of hate. It's the most multicultural cucked country in the world besides Sweden, but we're somehow also the most racist. Um, half of the liberal cabinet wasn't even goddamn born here. 
you've got Indian Sikh supremacist terror, guys on terror watch lists like Jagmeet Singh as leaders of federal political parties. Uh, there's all kinds of guys in turbans and, you know, in the, in the conservative party. What are you talking about? What, what do you mean? There, no one has had a higher influx of, of migrants and refu refugees, right, per capita than Canada in the world. If anything, this is the least, the least uh, nationalistic and the least uh, closed-off country in ever, maybe in history. Uh, we have the fastest Canada does, the fastest changing demographics in the history of the world outside of a war. The only time a country ever changed this fast demographically was when Genghis Khan, and I'm not making this up, would roll into your town, kill all the men, and take all the women as sex slaves. That's the only time a country's uh, demographic makeup would change faster. So that should give you some clues as to how serious the situation is. Pakistan's prime minister urges governments to fight online hate. Again, no evidence anything to had to do with online radicalization or hate. And what does that mean? He was radicalized online. What, he read some information and then changed his mind. So you're going to decide what information people can and cannot consume? Because if they read this information, then they're going to think A, B, or C. What if it's true? What if it's true? What if there's information on the internet that says Justin Trudeau is a pedophile? There probably is. He probably is, allegedly. I would, I'm going to assume that he is, considering he was uh, signed a non-disclosure agreement when he was a teacher at West Point or West Gray Academy, however, however it is. Um, you know, and the Buffalo Chronicle reported this, and they were not sued, and nobody gave them anything because it was fucking true. It was true. And, uh, you know, they said, ah, well, <laughs> he allegedly had a, a relationship with a 17-year-old student. And they said, no, 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 no. She was much, much younger than that. Much younger than that. So what are we talking, 13, 14? There's that. And then there was the fact that, uh, is it Peter Ingvaldson or John? I can't remember the guy's name. Ingvaldson, also a teacher at the school, also Trudeau's friend. Trudeau set him up to, be, to run for the Liberal Party in that election in 2016, I believe. Something like that. 2017. When was whenever the first election was? He was he was running. He was cleared. He was vetted. The whole thing. And then he got arrested for being a pedophile. And then there's Peter Dal Dalglish, whatever. Another long time friend of Trudeau, campaign contributor. Give big money. Convicted. Arrested. Pedophile. Again. So. Mm. So what if you read that information and then go, you know what? Trudeau is a fucking psycho. We got to get rid of this guy. You've been, is that, does that mean you've now been radicalized? Or have you just come to like new, verifiably true information that has changed your perspective on the world and you want to act accordingly? That's what they mean by hate and radicalization. It means they've been out. Oh, shit. You caught, oh, crap. We got we to gotta suppress this information that, that you know exposes us as the pieces of shit that we are. So that's why they're doing this. And uh, when this comes, uh, that's going to be it. I'm going to have to shut her down. And uh, figure something out. Am I going to have to, you know, move to the United States? I don't know. Maybe. Because uh, just, you know, just continuing on to get martyred or thrown in jail for three to five years in a prison term for hate speech doesn't really feel uh, like a smart thing to do. I don't really know how that's going to help anyone. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you're fighting our man. No one would care. After three weeks, everyone would forget about it and move on with their lives. And every once in a while, they go, oh, yeah, is he still in jail? Oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? And who suffers for that? I do. Right? So it's not going to, it's pointless. You know, you know, Rosemary Barton is in on this. Oh God, that land whale about the need for Western nations to take action against Islamophobic hate websites, his thoughts on religion, you know, so I'm not even going to read this because I'm going to show you some things about Pakistan. So here's the people that were, that were killed here. Treatment of the Uyghurs in China. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, 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 what's Pakistan about again? U.S. report reveals troubling human rights abuses in Pakistan. Anybody ever been to that part of the world? I have. 
Now, Pakistan's disgusting, okay? It's a, it's a nightmare. The U.S. State Department issued its report on human rights conditions in different countries across the world. It's also discussed Pakistan in terms of different issues, including human rights violation, freedom of expression, the plight of minorities, mil militancy, and other issues. Really? Also, highlighted human trafficking as a crime that directly impacted women in the country. Now, this, again, the Prime Minister of Pakistan is the one lecturing you, the Canadian people, on how to, you know, you need to be less hateful while they, while they go about uh, running their country in this way. Um... Uh, threats, harassment, abductions, violence, killings uh, led journalists and editors to practice self-censorship, censorship, government failure to investigate and prosecute attacks on human rights defenders and peace. It's a nightmare. It's, you know, and that's not all. Uh, here's ABC report gives Pakistan a failing grade on human rights. An annual human rights report released this week gives Pakistan a failing grade. Charged that it too little is being done to protect the country's most vulnerable, including women and children. Again, like I said, uh, women in Muslim countries aren't even people. Uh, you see how they don't, they don't have faces like... <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh, they love it. No, they they really don't. Trust me. Um, and uh, I, this came up in a conversation the other day. I, I didn't even realize that when I thought about it. When, the entire time, and somebody else, if you if you have, raise your hand. The entire time I was in Afghanistan, I didn't see this. I didn't see one face of a single woman in the entire time I was there. Not one. Little girls, like twelve tops age i'd say 11 12 prepubescent girls maybe that's it not a single female they're covered up head to toe and it's just a veil they look like uh you know something out of a science fiction movie or something they look like some kind of you know the sand people from dune or something it's it's now but it's you know it's the it's the religion of love and peace and tolerance and everything's you know lovely you know they're definitely not stoning people to death and hacking their limbs off and throwing you know gay people to their death off of buildings and you know this kind of thing there's definitely not systemic organized child rape uh you know of young boys or tea boys they paint their nails they put makeup on them and the whole thing i definitely didn't witness any of that it's all you know i'm just full of hate you know obviously um yeah so uh forgive me uh for saying fuck pakistan uh i'm <laughs> It's laughable that you would even chime in. Who answers the phone when, pa hello, this is Pakistan. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Don't you have a call center to operate? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Pakistan. Here's another thing. Um, Canada's got a really big Indian population. It's also got a big Pakistani pop. You know who really hates each other? India and Pakistan. They've come close to nuclear war on several occasions. A lot of border clashes. They're almost inevitably going to go to war anyway, fighting over the water from the mountains there that, you know, runs down. I can't remember which side gets most of it, but the other side is, I think, India. But pa anyway, so, you know, Canada, multi-culti. We'll just ever be friends. You know, we're just never going to take sides. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, Rue, hey, man, how are you doing? It's been a while. It says, boog, fuck you, make me evil laugh. <laughs> CRJ says, Trudeau has several pedo-arrested friends. Yeah, at least three. We all know at least three pedophiles, don't we? Nothing, nothing strange about that at all. CRJ again says, Kielberger, we charity guys look like pedos too. Clinton connected. Yeah, they're connected to the Clintons. Allegedly, uh, they could be. Pe I mean, the, the, the pedophilia thing is just, it's really, really rampant. And it's, 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 it's strange. Like, why? Um, I can only imagine. I, I don't know. I mean, my again, I am a doctor because... Uh, Dr. Strang believes he's a doctor and he's a big fat mess. He thinks the flu doesn't exist. You know, this, you know, com you know, complete nonsense, pseudoscience, not, you know, nonsense. So if he's a doctor, I'm a doctor. So I'm a doctor of a, whatever I want to be. I identify as a psychologist. I'm a world renowned psychologist. I identify as such. And if you don't believe it, that's what I sexually identify as. I put on, I put on, um, you know, the, uh, <laughs> 
the overcoat and a stethoscope, and I surround myself in books by you know Freud and the rest of the guys, and I just whack off all day long. That that's what that's what I like. That's what I'm into. I'm into pretending I'm a doctor. And if you don't participate in my fantasy of pretending that I'm a doctor, then you're full of hate. You're full of hate, and you need to go to prison. You need to go to prison. So anyway, as a doctor. Uh, I can only, I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I have to wonder, is it a power thing? It must be. It must be this, this weird kind of, um, you know, again, we know a lot of these uh, snuff cults, the, the Nexium cult there in the, in the United States. Claire Bronfman, Mwah, Canada's own, the Bronfman family. How many Canadians have heard of the Bronfman family? You should look them up. They are the kings of your country. Uh, the politicians here don't have any real power. The, these people, actually, the governors of our country, the Bronfman family, and then in the States you have, like, the DuPonts and the Rockefellers and so on. There's different families that, that you know, this is kind of their home turf. The Bronfmans, the B-R-O-N-F-M-A-N, uh, the Seagram's Liquor Empire. Like, these these are the people, right? And Claire Bronfman was a member of that family, and she was busted, you know, human trafficking, and a bunch of women went missing, presumed murdered, and so on. You know, it's like... um. You know, they're obsessed with power and can't get enough and want more. And what more of a rush could there be for, you know, the power obsessed than being able to kill at will? You know, you can just kill people and get away with it. You can do whatever you want. You can fuck kids. You can do anything. You know, that kind of mental, spiritual corruption must must lead there eventually. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Otherwise, I don't understand this. Like, we are right going to go fuck them kids. Like, why? Why the fuck? You know, it's just to just do the most abhorred shit ever. Like, the, you know, the degeneracy just gets crazier and crazier the higher you go. Uh, Pumpkin Launcher says, the weird lightning on your face makes me think you're being droned. I wish! Send it, please. Put me out of my misery. Lone Star Texan says, if I could fly the Confederate flag right now, I would. Both the Lone Star, Bonnie Blue, and the Rebel flag. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Texan. Maybe we'll be seeing each other soon. Maybe, you know, my premonition is like, I'm an American in a Canadian body. The alt-censored uh, link, linktr.ee slash Raging Distance. There's a link there for all my old videos that were you know banned from the YouTube channel. I had 10 or 11,000 subscribers on there before they nuked me. And uh, it's on there. Uh, I was an American in a Canadian body. You know, I'm, I'm a trans. I'm also that. I identify as that as well. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll end up that way someday. I mean, things have gotten so crazy, it's impossible to predict the future now. Uh, short and long says, Pakistan was such a great friend. Friend to us with Afghanistan, the sons of bitches. But we're not allowed to talk about that, right? Yeah, you know, Pakistan was a great ally by arming the Taliban and sheltering them in the winter months because they would flee through the Hindu Kush mountains into Pakistan, and uh, we couldn't get them there. We weren't allowed. You, you couldn't chase them in there. You couldn't drone them. You couldn't do anything. So they'd go there and rest up, and they would get, you know, weapons, munitions, food, uh, medical first aid, training from the Pakistani government, and then come back and then blow up Canadian soldiers and so on. So again... If you didn't hear me the first time, I just want to say it. Uh, I want to enunciate this as clearly as I can without an accent, with an open mouth. You know, I'm going to really enunciate these words. Uh, fuck Pakistan! Fuck Pakistan. I don't care. They're fucking scumbags. Uh, if India nukes you off the face of the earth, I will do this. Was that the sound of me masturbating or clapping? You be the judge. Either way, I'll be very excited. I don't give a shit about Pakistan. There are enemies, and the fact that they're chiming in from the other side of the world, they're, they're human rights abusers, they're, you know. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Actually, I like laughing, so make me laugh, Pakistan. Laugh for me. Why don't you get, why don't you get, hello, this is Canadian Revenue Agency. You have to pay. You have to pay us now. Send Bob's and Vagin. Send Bob and Vagin. You know, no, this is not Canadian Revenue Agency. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pakistan's number one export is fake uh, call center, you know, calls from the Canadian Revenue Agency. CRJ says, Dr. Rage, psychosexual podcast extraordinaire. Thank you. Jessica says, all of the feminists in the West should move to the Middle East and get to work. Do something against real oppression of women. Really don't think they will, though. Nope. Uh, again, the Iranian women that all got disappeared. They kept trying to take the hijab off and say, this fucked it. Iran didn't used to be like that. Iran used to be fairly westernized. The women wore jeans and bikinis and went to the beach and all this shit. Yes. Yes, they did. And then the, uh, the Shah, I th- is that who took over? Yeah, the, the, basically the Islamic militant uh, regime took over. And uh, now it's a theocracy. It's basically run by the Karakbar. And now it's a fucking nightmare, right? So, um, you know, a lot of those women suffered horribly because they're, you know, they're, they're actually fa- can we Can we be people too? No, you may not. No, you may not. And again, yeah, it's, it's just hypocrisy abound. Northern Bigot says, do you think some of the shots are saline solutions? See walking cardiacs getting it and are fine and healthy people getting it. Fuck it. Who knows, man? I know it's not good for you. <laughs> I see a lot of people getting fucked up and hurt from it. And um, uh, I think a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, staged things you see with you know government officials and prime ministers. So, yeah, that's not real. Uh, here's a video right now. I'll show you one right now. This is just nonsense. This is, uh, who is this? President Harris? Oh, make no mistake. She's the real president. Okay. Here's President Harris. I got to, because uh, I'm using VLC player, I got to switch my hotkeys around or else it uh this is the one. Here we go. Let's see. Here's Kamala Harris getting her vaccine. Um, do you like? They always hide from the camera with the, the, the other hand like this, and they, they do it this way. That No one does a needle like that ever. Um, I have training in this from the military. <laughs> okay. I've given people needles before. Uh, this is not how it's done. Any nurse in the world will tell you that's not how it's done. That you just They, they do this, and then they go, <laughs> What? And uh, you can clearly see here, like she doesn't even take the package fully off the syringe, which makes no sense. There's the plunger that is not depressing, it appears. Click, 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 clack, click, click, clack. And she just did it with one hand. And, and look, what is this down here? What's going on here? What kind of mechanism is this? I've never seen a syringe do that. See how it snaps back? What the hell was that? Like right in your face. That is not a fucking syringe. You can see, see the blue cat, the, the blue uh, plastic piece. It's fake, man. That was a pretend needle. The, that's not what you do. She, so, so you're telling me that this healthcare professional, trust the science, our healthcare heroes. When she was done making a TikTok video, she went and did this, and then she took this dirty compromised needle that was just inside a human being and just rubs it on the arm of a chair for, you know, safety, I suppose, right? It doesn't immediately go into a biohazard container. It doesn't immediately go into a sharp box. She just rubs it on the table. Nah, nah, nah. They think you're stupid, and uh, I mean, we're not, but most people are. Check this out. IQ rates are dropping in many developed countries, and that doesn't bode well for you. Really? Did you, did, you, did you think it was your imagination that people were getting stupider? They're not. It's not your imagination. It is happening. People are getting dumber. That's not a judgment. It's a global fact. In a host of leading nations, IQ scores have started to decline. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, technology's on the rise while IQ is on the decline. People don't have to think as much anymore. They sit there and they consume. And again, as a doctor, as a world-renowned doctor, world-renowned doctor, I have a Nobel Peace Prize for doctoring, for science. You spell science, dollar sign, C-I-E-N-C-E. That's how good I am. I'm like Fauci that way. Um, I think 
the 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 dopamine hits of the the instant satisfaction, you know, goldfish type brain mentality that we've developed with the the cell phones and, and then all this kind of stuff. Instant, I think it's made people stupider, dumber, you know, and um, that that seems to be. I wonder if there is a correlate. You know, the rise of of smartphones has probably correlated immediately. Look at like stuff like TikTok and Vine. It's like people don't. The attention span of people has even uh, decreased. You know, like by a lot, by a significant amount. Uh, you may recall a study studying a concept known as the Flynn effect, a theory that notes that the more access to education and better nutrition than prior generations led to an increase in IQ, average IQ in the 20th century. Now, new research is indicating the Flynn effect may be in a reverse trend bell curve, right? Things got better and better, and, and now they peaked, and now it's easier and easier and easier. And so people have to think less and less and less. People can't even uh, – I was one of the last generations. Raise your hand if you're under the age of 30, 25. Do you even, uh, do, you know, do you do longhand math? And so, well, no, you don't. You do, you know, you do common core math, which is con, non, non, communist nonsense. Um, you know, they all use calculators and stuff now. Everything's, everything's on your phone. You don't need to think anymore. You don't, even, you don't need to think about politics. You don't need to think about the news. You just absorb and go, absorb and go, absorb and go. Social media, get likes, get clicks, absorb and go. Binge watch shows, next, 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 next. When I was growing up, you know, the big show when I was a kid was The Sopranos. Every Sunday, The Sopranos was on. I think it was Sunday or Monday, something like that. HBO, 10 o'clock, hour long, you know, and then it was done. And you talk about the episode all week. Man, Tony, what the fuck are you doing? You know, now it's like, let's just, um, like, the, the idea of binge watching television back then was so insane. And I'm, I'm not like, uh, guys, uh, guys, because... I'm just discovering this now, you're, you, you know, in real time. Think about, I mean, a lot of you guys are my age or older. Remember the 90s? It, imagine going over, or like it's 2000. It's the year 2000, and you go over to a friend's house, and you're like, what are you doing? And they're sitting there with like DVDs all over the table and just Doritos and like half-eaten box of ice cream, and they're like, oh, man, I just watched three whole seasons of The Sopranos. You'd be like, dude, are you fucking okay? Are you are you do are you all right, man? Like what the f you've been watching TV for a whole day? What, man? You know that wasn't normal or hell. And now everyone does it, and it's fine. It's normal. Let's go binge watch some shows. That's not good. That's not good. So is it any wonder people are getting stupider? I don't think so. Um, it, you know, it's just just watch the TV, the idiot box. Just watch it. Forever and ever and ever. And this is why. And, you know, the leadership is a reflection of society. I'm going to read a couple more of these in a second. Um, oh, President Dementia. I like that um, he always provides. You know, every once in a while, I'm like, what's President, what's President D doing? What's President uh, Ding Dong doing? He hasn't said anything, you know, really inspiring in a while. My personal favorite so far, uh, you know, I like John F. Kennedy as a president. I thought he, uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt was pretty cool. Um, not that I liked Woodrow Wilson because he destroyed America by signing the Federal Reserve Act, but he did tell the truth about it and said, today I am a most unhappy man as I have doomed my country and so on. Look it up. He said those words. Okay. He was fully aware of what was happening. The, the bankers took over America pre-World War I. Is this just going to turn into a fucking drunken history? It might. It fucking might. We'll do the whole thing. The whole thing. It could happen. But he said it, right? And now there's, and now there's Joe Biden. With 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 bangers like uh, if you're really when you're really passionate about a, a thing you uh, you know and uh, when you're always when you're trying to uh, well anyway you know stuff like that really inspiring things you want to put people get tattooed on them and you know live forever and then there's this uh, this dandy I really like this one but it loads <laughs> loading wheel 
Come on! You know, I need a crew. I need a Alex Jones truck. Oh, for fuck's sake. The media could not be loaded, either because the server network has failed or because fuck you. Yeah, hang on. I'll get it. I'll get it. I gotta check this stupid firewall. This is ridiculous. The amount of security shit I gotta go through. Yep, yeah, it's the fucking firewall again. <sighs> Let's try again, Joey. Come on. Tell Enlighten us. Tell me. That you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir? Talking about Putin. Killer. And I'll continue the trend if you don't mind of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? Do you like the old man breathing you can just barely hear? He's literally standing there going, <sighs> literally, you can hear it. Listen. What kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Answer the first question. Are you ready to get a sta giving a standing ovation? I did. <laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually, I... Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that... Uh, uh, this is the president of the United States. I didn't pause the answer it. Is, he just can't talk. I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, what the fuck um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a, I, 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 I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about. Oh, it mattered quite a bit when Trump was president there, Joe, but now all of a sudden it doesn't matter. To have. The second question was, be, Jesus, this is painful. I'd verify first and then trust. In other words, everything would have to be shown to be actually occurring. It's not about I feel like there's a 50% chance he's literally shitting his pants right now. Like he's wearing the pants and he's like, oh, no, I pooped myself. About, uh, you know, uh, uh, trusting, it's about agreeing. You know, when we uh, when you write uh, treaties with your adversaries, you don't say I trust you. You say this is what I expect. Oh, for God's sakes, that's a president. Somebody said it was a jet ski girl. That's a leader, not any leader, the leader of the United States of America. My God, my God, man. Uh, Greg Jeffrey says as a drug war refugee. Really? Wow. I've seen people bang needles. That's so fucking fake. Yeah. So have I. It is 100% fake. And it's not the only one. There's tons of them like that. Bruno Possum. Hey, man, how are you doing? It's been a while. Says it's time to start setting up private schools so we can start turning this indoctrination crap around. Uh, Yordi Besmanov said if you started right now, today, uh, it'll take 20 to 25 years to just to begin to turn this around. That's how far behind we are. Um, so, you know, if you care about your children at all, I would get them the fuck out of public, public education immediately. There's Unless they go to, like, a private school, if you're fortunate enough to afford something like that, because those... The, you know, they, they're actually not, they, they actually care about their kids, you know, the rich people. They don't want to send them to stupid schools. Um, but uh, public school for the peasants is uh, death, a death sentence. Don't, don't do that. Uh, Full Draw Scarf says, good evening, everyone. Canada's Wonderland scheduled to open in July with restrictions, of course. Make an appointment, wear a mask at all times and on the rides. Download an app, have your temperature taken before entering the park. Another thing on my list, not going. Does it, does it need, do you need to? Like, who needs to go there? I Don't go there. Boycott all of these places. They don't deserve you. They don't deserve your money. It's not that, it's not worth it. 
I was a big hockey fan. I like go. I'm never giving them another dollar. They don't deserve it. You know, this country literally doesn't even deserve my tax money. It doesn't. So don't, just stop participating entirely. Pickley from Ontario says, Ike Eisenhower for the win. Oh, you like that one? Was he the one the military-industrial complex? Was that Eisenhower? I think so. Uh, War Relish 89 says, Weekend at Bernie's president. He has Lone Star Texan. What happened to the barricade garage? Oh, so, uh, yeah, he, he was busy that day. He was gardening. Long story. Uh, we're going to try again uh, this following weekend coming up here. Uh, I am in touch with him, though, so don't worry. I'll try. And uh, he was on, if you don't know if you missed it, he was on uh, a few days prior, House Arrest 15 or something. One of them. It's titled Barricade Garage. We hung up for a good 45 minutes or something. Sergeant Barris says, My father was more coherent when he was fighting brain cancer than Creepy Joe. What the fuck? Yeah. You know. Um, so, uh, yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I can't believe he's in charge. They get away with it constantly. Let's look at this. Uh, you know, meanwhile, in the Soviet Kanakistan, the RCMP investigates itself and finds to do nothing wrong. Um, the fact we even allow this, we permit this kind of stuff, and no one, you know, there's no pushback, it's just, it's pathetic. RCMP reviews hiring of two staffers helping prepare for mass shooting inquiry. So they're getting ready for the inquiry into themselves, and the people staffing the inquiry are former, uh, former employees of the RCMP and spouses of RCMP members. Do you think that, does that stink to anybody? This is a complete joke. Commanding Officer Lee Bergman's husband works on the team handing over evidence to the commission. I've said it before. We are Cuba with money. That's what Canada is. This is Cuba with money. This is cold Cuba with a bank account for now. Until hyperinflation really, really takes hold in about a year's time. Two years' time, it's going to be the Canadian dollar will just be fucking pointless. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll have transitioned to the fucking, you know, tranny dollar by then or the fucking lgbtq pedo dollar or something i don't know what the fuck but it's it's the it's mathematically locked in that it's gonna fucking it's over the banks are already admitting there's hyperinflation but it's a good thing it's good for you it's good that your money's gonna be worthless soon uh the are reviewing whether its policies were followed yeah i don't i'm not even gonna read this thing this creature Commanding Officer and Assistant Commissioner uh, Lee Bergman is shown at Nova Scotia headquarters in Dartmouth, April 2020. And her husband is going to investigate her to make sure she did a good job, right? Makes sense. It's super, super, super duper corrupt. Uh, it, it, it's nonsense. And then you got, um, look at this. This is one of the leaders, again, uh, talking about white supremacy, uh, w calling back to what I talked to earlier about how any kind of government dissenting opinions, any kind of, you don't like anything the government's doing? Whether it's the guns, if it's a carbon tax, if it's uh, mass migration, if you don't like LGBTQ programming in school, if you don't like, you know, anal sex and masturbation being taught to five-year-olds. Yes, that is a thing that's happening. Kathleen Wynne hired a fucking convicted pedophile to write the sex ed curriculum for children as young as six years old in Ontario when she was still premier. What an upgrade Doug Ford has been. If you don't like any of those things and more, much, much more, you're a white supremacist and you're an alt-right terrorist. So when they say they're coming to destroy the alt-right, that's all of you. All of you. It doesn't, oh, I'm not one of these, you know, ethno-state white nationalist people. You don't have to be. If you're on anything, on any of that list at all, you're just as, you're the same as them. In their eyes, it makes no difference. Listen to this fucking guy. Greg Wycliffe made this and it's... Uh, and the idea of not following public health guidelines and not wanting to do their part to stop the spread of an infection is very much in line with this. 
extreme right-wing ideology of not caring about people, not supporting the people around you. Thing is seen getting out of a car with a provincial NDP staffer. Neither of them is wearing a mask on their face, and they hug. Yeah, I still had the mask around my neck, and uh, it's one of those things I just forgot uh, that I was not yet actually safe. Greg Wycliffe, go subscribe to his channel. This is not a serious country, man. It just isn't. It's a joke country. It's a complete joke country. Okay? The G7 meetings have just wrapped up. Um, and what are they talking about? Promises, you know, the pandemic and the climate. Get ready for that. That's what they're going to be pivoting to soon. Mentions of China being not that bad. Canada is promising to finance or donate 100 million doses to developing countries. Again, that's your money. That's your tax money again. Getting sucked out of your pocket for shit you you weren't asked about, you weren't consulted about. No one said it was okay or not okay. Um, your MPs are pointless. They don't represent you. They're just there to sit there, collect, collect fat paychecks. It's a charade. It's a charade, and it's been this way for decades. Not a single person in that building, the House of Commons, is capable of doing anything. There is not a single – and think of this. There's not a single elected person in this country with any power whatsoever that is on your side. Not one. Not one. One, there's no political leader. There's not a mayor, not a city mayor anywhere. There's not a single premier from British Columbia to to Newfoundland. There's not one. They're all on board. They all kneel to Ottawa. They all agree to the UN agenda, the mass migration, climate change, all all of it. There's nobody and any of the ones pretending like, well, I don't know about that. They're pretending. They don't actually give a shit. They understand that their constituents are, are more in conservative areas like Saskatchewan, Alberta, and so on. They, they put up a facade of pretending to be like that so they can stay in power. You, can't, you couldn't put a Justin Trudeau in charge of Alberta. So you have to put in a guy who's you know, wearing a mask of a conservative person who like, pretends like he gives a shit about you know, the oil industry. Like he, like he cares at all. Like you know, Justin Trudeau puts on his costumes. Look at me, I put on a cowboy hat and boots, so I'm just like you people. I'll roll up my, I'm a hard-working guy. No, he's not. They're liars, man. They're, it's, they're frauds. And they're put there to, to placate you, to keep you pacified and go, oh, well, Jason Kenney's got my, how many, a lot of people were, were happy with Jason Kenney initially because he was saying lots of things, just like Donald Trump said lots of things, reeled you in with the things he was saying, and then what did he do? He fucked you over. He threw you overboard 30 fucking years ago. You know, as George Carlin would say. I'm going to play that in a second. But uh, anyway, the G7, yeah, boop-dee-doo, whoop-dee-fucking-doo. These people go there, and they hang out, and they, uh, they don't give a shit about you. They, they don't follow any of their own protocols. Any of their own – like, look at this, this fucking asshole. Uh, somebody's Twitter page, I lost it. He said, did he really just fly solo from London to Cornwall to talk about a greener future while stopping you from flying? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Boris Johnson, they all did. They all did. You have to work at home from Zoom. You can't go to work down the street because Coronu. But they can all get together and hang out uh, across the world, fly around, you know, do whatever they want. Um, where's Tucker Carlson? Tucker. Tucker! He'll explain it for you. Does it better than me anyway. Vaccinated and unmasked world leaders bumping elbows as they say hello. Too afraid to shake hands. Tells you a lot about them. After bumping elbows, Joe Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron appeared to violate social distancing guidelines by strolling together on the beach. But their actions were outdone by the member of the group, Justin Trudeau, who's the dumbest. He showed up and bumped elbows in a mask only to take it off later after he realized, hey, I'm not in Canada. I don't have to pretend anymore. 
vaccinated and right. unmasked world leader. They, and he's not self-isolating when he comes home. Like, it doesn't apply to him. They don't care. They don't care. And here's something really disturbing. You want to see this? Uh, Greg Staley, again, from Diverge Media, divergemedia.ca. Um, go check those guys out. They do great work. Look at this. No debate required. And I told him, I guarantee if you dug into this, you'd find similar stuff in every other Western country. Um, the Quarantine Act, conveniently, was changed in 2019. That's pre-Coronu times, for those of you whose memories have been melted by the current events, to allow for no debates before its use. Isn't that interesting? Um, again, to like the, the Q-tard people and the boo, like, well, I found this and I'm going to challenge it in court. They're not stupid. Everything they do will be legal. Yes, the gun confiscation is legal. It's not illegal. Jean Chrétien put that in place in the 90s that they could do this, and now they're doing it. You're wasting your time and money and energy pursuing a dead end that everyone else has done. The Australians tried this, and they failed. The English tried this, and they failed. And you're going to do the same fucking thing, and you're going to fail, Tracy, the rest of you. But you don't care. You're just a grifter anyway, aren't you? You don't give a shit about gun rights in this country. You're in there to, it's my sport shoot right. You don't even have the stones to acknowledge the reason why private firearm ownership is important. It's a bulwark against tyranny. It's a bulwark against authoritarian states like the Soviet Union, like the Third Reich, like, uh, you know, communist China, North Korea, and so on. If the population can arm itself, it outnumbers the government 20 to 1, 50 to 1. But when you take that away, all of a sudden the scales tip dramatically in the other direction. That is why it's crucial, imperative, and a, a core absolute pillar of a, of a free uh, society that that be maintained. But you don't even have the guts to approach that subject and you're going to and you're going to pretend you know and speaking of barricade garage he went on a good rant about this he was talking about in the united states you've got 2a uh you know lobbyist groups and rights groups like we're fighting for your 2a rights he's like what like that is your rights are non-negotiable there shouldn't even be these groups what do you mean a, a 2a rights group what like, that shouldn't even exist that's like you're the right to have children like we're fighting for your right to have children you don't you you know what I mean? It shouldn't even exist, but it does. You know, they're ever increasing. They're ever encroaching. They get a little bit more, a little bit more. They pull and pull and pull a little bit at a time. And then when they feel like they've got enough enough slack and a good enough grip on the rope, they yank the fucking carpet right out from under you. And that's what they just did in Canada and everything they do. Anyway, doesn't matter besides the point. Again, everything they do is going to be legal, just like this. The Quarantine Act in Canada allows the government to make an interim order containing any provision that could be contained in a regulation made under Section 62 or 63 if the minister is of the opinion that immediate action is required to deal with a significant risk, direct or indirect, to public health. That's a quote. These orders used to uh, be subject to debate through the parliamentary process, but that is no longer the case, thanks to Bill C-97, which received royal assent on the 21st of June, 2019. Isn't that a dandy coincidence? Isn't that interesting? Right before, you know, six months before all this shit happened, they just so happened to amend the Quarantine Act, of all things, that there, was, there wouldn't need to be debates if there was a significant risk to public health. And they don't even need to demonstrate that there's a risk anymore. They just say that there is on TV and everyone believes it. The court of public opinion is what rules the day. And if everybody believes that Coronu is dangerous, then it is. That's what these boomer people don't understand. You know, Norman Traverse, I got the documents. If nine out of 10 people in the population believe something to be true, then it is, even if it isn't. Do you understand? If they all believe it, then it is. It doesn't matter. No one will support you. They don't care. The police will get away with whatever they want because they all believe it's true. That's all that matters.
perception is reality. And if people perceive that the government is justified in doing these things, then they are. I don't care what loophole, what old piece of paper you dug out from the fuck. I don't care if you got a piece of the Magna Carta signed. You know, whoa, look what I found on an old rusty boat somewhere. Nobody gives a shit because it doesn't matter. They all believe this to be true. So it is, even if it isn't. Do you understand? That is, that's all that matters. If you can trick everybody into belief, like, listen, look at children, right? They all believe, there's no kids in here, right? <laughs> kids believe Santa Claus is real, right? They all go to school, seven-year-old kids. They're all talking about Santa, what they're going to get, how excited they are, whatever. To them, it's real. It's what they believe. So it is. They, they conduct their world and their lives as if that is reality because that's what they believe. It's not. It's not true, but they'll believe it anyway. And if this was a Lord of the Flies scenario and those kids were all in charge, they would be operating and, you know, conducting their business and enacting laws as if Santa Claus were real. So, the, again, the court of public opinion is all that matters. And, uh, you know, and again, everything they do is going to be legal. The Quarantine Act is very similar to the Emergencies Act, which effectively allows the federal government to declare martial law, but it differs in one very big way. Unlike the Emergencies Act, which is subject to the supervision of Parliament, the Quarantine Act was amended so that it no longer requires regulations made under the Act to be brought to the House of Commons or the Senate for potential amendments, in effect making Ottawa a dictator. They can just change the fucking laws whenever they want, and nobody even has to debate it because of this law passed on the 21st of June. And when you show this to people, they'll go, well, that's the law, so there... They perceive it to be just, so it is. Perception is reality, and they, per they control perception. So you lose. Good day, sir. I don't care what you find, and neither do they. Why do you think the government doesn't stop these people? They just let them run away. The QAnon people, the Ramona Didula, the group of people have blessed me in charge. Nobody gives a shit. Well, first of all, she's nuts, and all those people are crazy. We have served cease and desist order. They don't care, man. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Listen to George. Not too bright, folks. Not too fucking bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. And you say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. <laughs> And that's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids. They lower the fitness testing and the IQ testing to the RCMP, to the military, to everything. They just lower the standards to get what they want. Pass, the school looks good, everybody's happy. The IQ of the country slips another two or three points. And pretty soon, all you'll need to get into college is a fucking pencil. <laughs> that's how it is now. Get a pencil, get the fuck in there. It's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education! Politicians know that word, they use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. George oh, really? It. Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing fucking ground here. Is anybody surprised that this is like one of my heroes and inspirations from a young age? <laughs> 
But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big, wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. Where's That's his statue? Interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. Ammo, hey man, Ammo C9M, I was hanging out with him on the weekend, nice to meet you brother. This would be hilarious if the background was changed to a TED Talk stage. I, I, that would be funny, I should do that. I should go do a TED Talk and just do this Carlin bit and, and be dead serious. That would be hilarious. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your Social Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you they don't give a fuck about you they don't care about you at all at all at all yeah. you know and nobody seems to notice nobody seems to care that's what the owners count on the fact that americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red white and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. The legend, the man, the myth, the legend. I love that guy. He, Yeah, you know, some of the guys, like, he was disguising the truth as comedy. He was. It was, I mean, I learned from the best. <laughs> you know, he really was. He really was the greatest, man. Uh, well, much less of a comedian, more of a social commentator towards the end. And some of it was funny, but a lot of it was just old man yelling things. And was he wrong about any of it? You know, um, consider some of this uh, stuff I'm going to show you. Look, look at this. Okay. I, this is from the National Post. I had to go to outline.com. Nice little trick here. You can post the link in there and you get to get through the paywall. 
The liberals allow a narco state to fester under their noses. Again, Banana Republic. We're, we're Cuba with money. If Netflix is starting, is looking for next, its next hit show, which consider, consider a new chapter of its wildly popular crime thriller, Narcos, this time set in the Great White North. Well, Canada once evoked images of serene mountainsides and dim-witted cartoon mounties. Well, that hasn't changed. We've become something much more exciting and sinister. We're now the North American capital for transnational crime syndicates that traffic in everything from hard drugs to money laundering, political corruption, and real estate. Narcos Canada would practically write itself. The only problem, screenwriters would have to le probably tone it down for the details to actually make it believable. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a subterranean icebergs homes in which the super rich, often with untraceable incomes, dig down two or three stories to add extra space or luxury abodes. One such, under one such underground bunker on the West Coast, which is owned by a non-Canadian resident, boasts the largest private weapons collection in Canada, including a vintage rocket launchers and a full-size fire truck. This show practically writes itself. Or the Canadian casino bosses fail to question the whale gamblers who march in their venues night after night carrying hockey bags and Louis Vuitton duffels full of stacked $20 bills. Or that the RCMP's top intelligence official allegedly undermined organized crime investigations for years by selling information to foreign entities and crime syndicates. Or, for example, that the man dubbed Asia's El Chapo holds a Canadian passport. Amazingly, while the citizens of Colombia and Mexico lived in fear of the drug cartels and control their countries, Canadians are mostly blissfully unaware. They're too busy trading each other's houses for higher and higher prices without ever stopping to wonder why the spike in real estate prices almost perfectly matches the increase in overdose deaths. And investigative journalist Sam Cooper demonstrates his new book, Willful Blindness. Maybe Canada's, maybe because Canada's government and public health officials still prefer to address the opioid crisis largely as a health problem which supports for the mental health and addiction. While these are certainly needed, they downplay the role of organized crime and how it contributes to the crisis. This place is a banana republic. It's insanely, insanely corrupt. And there's a lot of money in this stuff. They, you know, I keep saying all the time, are you going to address this? Where's the drugs coming from? They know exactly where it's coming from. They don't care. Uh, more on the fentanyl. Uh, for me, one fact underlined the absurdity of BC's systemic problems. Fentanyl overdose deaths roughly doubled on the days when addicts received their social assistance. We're paying these people to die. Addicts were immediately converting welfare checks into cash for drug binges and dying. And in the process, Canadian tax dollars were transferred directly into the hands of the big circle boys who could launder the drug money in casinos and real estate and transfer funds back to the chemical factories in China in order to produce and import more fentanyl to Vancouver, causing more overdose deaths. The government is directly implicated in, in killing its own citizens for profit. Isn't that nice? This trend was magnified by the pandemic as, as Canada's emergency response benefit Flooded the market last year. Opioid overdoses in some parts of Canada spiked by as much as 75%. At the same time, housing prices soared. You just can't allow narcos to buy up Canadian land with no regulatory response, but they did. Uh, writes Cooper, who argued that our, uh, our housing bubble isn't fueled by subprime lending like it was in the United States, but rather subcrime lending. Yeah, you know, and they're well aware of this. You know, people, they know. And sometimes when you're a journalist, you just get killed. Reporter who broke the Clinton Lynch tarmac story. You remember this? Loretta Lynch met Bill Clinton on the tarmac when they were being investigated and queuing on. Trust the plan. Oh, watch the show. And he's, uh, why is why are the Clintons who are supposedly being investigated meeting with the attorney general? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, the guy who broke that story is now dead as well. Add him to the Clinton body count. Allegedly, I'm sure it was a suicide. Maybe he shot himself several times with several different guns and then hung himself off a bridge. The body of Birmingham, Alabama journalist who broke the story about the 2016 tarmac meeting in Phoenix between former President Bill Clinton and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch was found dead on Saturday morning of an apparent suicide. 45-year-old Christopher Sign, a news anchor at ABC, 
was discovered at around 8 a.m. by Hoover Fire and Police Personnel. Our deepest sympathies. Yes, yes, yes. John Cardillo on Twitter says, all I'm saying is there's an insanely disproportionate amount of suicides among those who've done the Clintons wrong. Obviously, but trust the plan. No, the Clintons are dead, remember? Bill and Hillary Clinton are dead or in Guantanamo Bay. Those are clones. None of it's real. These fucking people, man. You need, they need to grow up. They need to, they need to grow up, okay? Um, it, it's been this way for a long time. These people control literally everything. Um, and then they create these these hero figures like Trump for them to get behind. They tease them with a little bit of sprinkle a little bit of spice on there, things people want. It makes it sound good. And then they follow them around. They own all the political parties. You need money to succeed. You don't just you can't even somebody was like just to even run for an MP seat somewhere in your local. It's like seven or ten thousand dollars just to run. If you lose, you don't get that money back. You have to pay these massive fees to run for leadership. I think of the conservative party. It's like two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty. You know, it's set up that way on purpose. Uh, you know, and, and the, what, what really, here's, here's the issue that this is why nothing changes because the attitudes of the, the public, the sheep people have, have never changed. They're only willing to go so far and then they stop. And that is to, they, to do this, you know, and look, the UK is planning to extend lockdown before the extension has even been announced. They're, they're doing it again. And now, but look, oh, there's a woman with a sign that says enough is enough. Well, then that'll do it. Enough is enough. <laughs> That's not going to do anything, okay? From, from John F. Kennedy, clearly assassinated by his own government. Clear, clearly. You, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get it. I could do a whole stream on that one, but trust me. The Gulf of Tonkin, proven to be a lie, a complete lie. People at the time were whistleblowing on that, saying, this is nonsense. This didn't happen. Doesn't matter. And what happened anyway? They lied. The war in Vietnam happened. Millions of people were killed. 75,000 some American casualties. You know, Australians were killed there. A lot of, you know, doesn't matter. Went ahead anyway. It came out later in the 90s that it was a complete lie. They made it up. Doesn't matter. The Gulf War, the Gulf of Tonkin, the babies in the incubators, the Iraqi soldiers. That what's her name? Naria or Nazira, that stupid, that whore kid. <laughs> that was actually a relative of a U.S. diplomat. It turns out she made the whole thing up. It was a script. None of it was real. But they paraded her around and pulled at the heartstrings. What did Carlin just say? They hide behind kids and they hide behind, you know, this kind of shit. And then to build public. And then they went into Iraq. Again, a million people were killed, blew the shit out of the country. American soldiers were killed. Tons of, of your tax money. American tax was spent. Canadians were there, too right the, uh, the 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 sanctions on the iraqi people starved all kinds of them to death and then there was 9-11 do we need to even touch that one more of the same uh, you know and it goes on and on and then iraq you know in libya in syria and now the, the covid stuff and all the while the entire time this is what you get you get people holding signs you get people holding signs so this is what happens they the ruling class, the, the, the elites that, you know, they pull the strings, they do what they want. They do things to you, to us, and then we complain about it. And then we eventually move on, we get tired, and then they move on to the next thing. Occupy Wall Street. We'll go out in the streets and we'll say we don't like this. And they go, <sighs> yeah, yeah, we know. Anyway, back to work, peasants. And they go back to work. Nothing's changed. It's been the same way the whole time. So why would anything change now? This isn't fighting. This is complaining. This is whining. They go in the streets and they whine. We're going to have a rally. And what are you going to do? Nothing. We're just going to talk. Well, that's nice. The state, 
and, and, and these people, these bankers, these industrialists, these technocrats are doing things to you. They're enacting policies and crafting a world around you in which you live in a prison. They're telling you where you can go and where you can't go, what you wear on your face, where your kids go, where your kids wear on their face, where they can go, where they can't go, where you can travel, where you can't. You need a license for that. They, they just do whatever the hell they want. And the only thing that we do is complain about it. And for some reason, this time, it's going to be different. Why? Why would it? Like, can anybody answer, answer me that question? I, I don't know. Uh, Winston Fujimori says, I watched your stream from a few days ago, and it really moved me. I found it very informative. Keep the great content coming. Salute. Thank you, Winston. I appreciate that. I also like the Sam Hyde avatar. <laughs> Sam Hyde is hilarious. Jessica says, Joe Biden does a pretty good Ozzy Osbourne impression. Or is it the other way around? <laughs> Dementia knows no limits. Uh, Crisby says, love, love what you do, Rage. It's time for a fuck you make me ride to BC. Saddle up. Are you allowed to go to BC? I don't even know anymore. Canvas Key says, why Canada? Why? It was cool. We had it all. We did. And then laziness and apathy. Canvas Key says, hyperinflation will balance itself out. Balance itself from the heart out. Oh, it will. It'll balance out some things. Full Draw Scarf says, that 20 year is being charged for terrorism. Not sure if you're, you're 20. Oh, right. The, the kid that ran those people over. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get the full ride, man, and uh, they got because they need to. They need to have a villain to uh, paint this all with so they can enact the policies that they want. They always wanted these. Just like I showed you with uh, Greg Staley's article there, Diverge Media, they were always going to do this. They were always going to enact these laws and these lockdown restrictions to do what, they, what they're doing. This was planned ahead of time. They had it set up. It, it, it was already ready to go. They already had the laws changed ahead of time. So all these people, are, you can't do this. You have to have it. No, actually, read the fine print there, sunshine. Yes, they can. Uh, you know, and, and they always, they, they, were, they knew as soon as there's a situation, we're going to take advantage of it. As soon as this happened, within hours, he's a terrorist, uh, online hate, white supremacy, censorship, blah, 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 blah. Just like Gabriel Wartman in Nova Scotia, with before the bodies were called, just like that, gun ban, gun confiscation, blah, 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 blah. It, um, it, it's already ready to go. They have it in like a playbook, like a football team. Just there it is. You just pull the sheet out and you hand it out to everybody. Follow the instructions. We already wargamed all this stuff. They're working away around the clock, getting things done, and we just complain about it. Uh, Taz says they're already pushing the climate shit since about a month ago they started ramping. Yeah, it's coming. I've been saying it for a reason. The climate lockdowns, are they're going to be next. Camus Key says the lie travels halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. Yeah, that's the old saying. Full Draw Scarf says, by the way, that Denmark soccer player that collapsed on the weekend, his club doctor confirmed he took the Pfizer vaccine on May 31st. Not related. Definitely not not vaccine related. Safe and effective. You just have to say safe and effective enough times. And it is. It just is safe and effective. Safe and effective, effective and safe. It's safe and effective. These are rare, 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 rare. Remember when I go to these CBC articles, whenever they publish this, control F, type in the word rare. It appears, oh, 16 times. 16 times. And the dummies, the normie people, they, they internalize this. They've read the word rare 16 times, and they walk away thinking they think things, but they don't. They've just absorbed the messaging is that it's rare, and then they walk away. They don't, they're literally incapable of thinking. Pumpkin says the sound is really low. I don't think it is. I think you need to turn up yours. <laughs> All right. I'm not fucking with the sound ever again. Never again. Hank Bangor says, notice the difference. One more example of definitions being changed. That's a, Yeah, they change, uh, they change definitions all the time to suit their needs. Let's see if I can get this on the screen here. What's this? 1913 definition of terrorist says, one who governs by terrorism or intimidation, specifically an agent or partisan of the Revolutionary Tribunal during the reign of terror in France. That's when it, for, you know, the French Revolution, I think, is when they first came up with the word. One who commits terrorism 
and that was that was what it was called in 1913. One who governs by terrorism or intimidation. Uh, there's an argument to be made for that our current governments are terrorists, and I believe they are. They use intimidation and threats to get what they want, to uh, ob- achieve political objectives. They, uh, you know, are you, are you not intimidated? Are people not intimidated? Well, why won't they just go into stores without masks on? Because they're afraid. They don't want people to call the cops on them. They don't want to get fucked with. They don't want it. That's intimidation. Why won't they just open their business and say, fuck, I'm just going to do it anyway? Because the police will come and find you and arrest you. And this kind of stuff. Why? That's intimidation. That's, uh, they're coercing you. This is terrorism. It, they don't have to, it doesn't have to be a suicide bomber blowing up a subway station, okay? They're, um, they're, they're making you feel afraid and anxious in your own home, in your own country, to comply with their demands that, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, pick me from a terrorist, but anyone who knows history, the next step is violence. Not much else can be done. Uh, New York City bit says, I left, a qu- uh, I left a quick clot chest seal and eight ball of powder on my back door for the Belgian Rambo. <laughs> and he only took the eight ball and left me a note saying, thanks, but I don't need the medical stuff. Give him your energy. What is the story with that? The Rexist, uh, Rexist uh, Rambo, they call him. He's from Belgium. Did they ever, that guy's still on the loose, isn't he? That's crazy. That's a wild story. I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't seen an update yet. I assume by now it would have been resolved. The fact he's still on the loose is pretty insane. Philip's disciple says, you would think with the internet and cameras in everyone's pockets, this shit would be over. But no, uh, no people are just that stupid. Yes, they are. Molar Bear says, there you go, you crazy motherfucker. Catch the rest tomorrow. Good night. Good night to you, sir. Thank you for showing up. Ammo C9M says, I highly recommend a bigot get-together. It's great therapy and food for the soul during these shit times. I had a great time. I, I guess you did, too. And uh, the bigots, the bigots, and the bigotinos, uh, you know, it was a good time. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Is there somebody talking about flat earth in there? Guys, <laughs> it doesn't matter. These are things. This is what I'm talking about. Everything. There's so much controlled opposition. These are these are nonsense things that don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. The bad guys are getting away with all the money. They're getting away with all the land, all the important resources. And you're like, duh, the earth is under a dome. You're you're a fool. You're a fool. We don't have the luxury to spend time worrying about shit like this. It's like your house is about to be engulfed in a forest fire and you're busy in the you're in the basement playing, you know, Scrabble with somebody. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, uh, don't you know this is the Scrabble Championships? Yeah, that's really not a priority right now. We've got really, you know, bigger problems like this. Before the first extensions even announced, it never ends. That's right, Paul Watson. It does not. Having first mooted a two-week delay to lifting the lockdown, which will likely become a four-week delay, the government ministers in the UK are already suggesting the lockdown could continue beyond July. The country was supposed to exit all lockdown restrictions on the 21st, dubbed Freedom Day by the media. That's canceled. That's canceled before the prime minister has yet to formally announce a four-week delay to the end of the lockdown in England. But government figures have already hinted that restrictions could be extended beyond July 19th and into the month of August. It's never going to end, man. It's designed that way. And when they burn out this, they're going to go to the, the climate emergency. And if you think they won't, uh, of course they will. G7 meeting ends with promises of uh, COVID-19. Uh, climate mentions of China. What I mean, climate what? What do you mean? How are you focused on anything else? How is the climate evolved? What, what the hell does this mean? They're going to focus all their energy on this now. And, you know, it's going to be under the guise of saving the planet and say, do your part and all the same kind of crap they just did with the COVID stuff. And I think people won't follow for it. Follow for it. I, I like this. This was like, it, it was debunked, right? This was, oh, this was debunked. And they never said that. Uh, yes, the, the loophole that the UN or, or whoever, they never said you'll own nothing and be happy. That was basically derived from this Forbes article, from what I can tell. From, uh, oh, did we crash? Nope. I think we're still good. 
Do, do, do. Yeah. So this Forbes article in 2016, I read this one before. It's a scary music, remember? Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Basically, you own nothing and be happy, right? That never happened. This is from the, this is published by the World Economic Forum in Forbes magazine, November 10th, 2016. And now they're saying that never happened. That's a conspiracy theory. No, no, we never. That's an alt-right. That's an alt-right. Is it? Why would they publish this? Welcome to the year 2030, which is, ooh, I don't know, eight years away, nine years away. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or clothes. This, is the, this isn't science fiction. This isn't like, wouldn't that be interesting? This is their plan, and this is, go read Agenda 2030. This is what they are enacting in real time, and they're getting more and more aggressive with it. It was tiptoe for a long time, little inch here, little inch there. They smell blood in the water, and now they're going for it. They're just fucking going for it. Vaccine, passport, the whole thing. Just fire it all through. We'll do all of it. They don't have to get everybody at once. If there's breakaway states, we'll deal with them later. You don't got to get every country on board now. You got California, uh, yeah, New York, whatever. We'll get the rest of them. We got the major ones. We got the, the ones with the highest you know, economic output and the highest populations. It's good enough for now. You know, you, you don't win a war in a day in a single battle, but they'll keep chipping away. They'll keep coming at you. And it continues. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. This is full-blown communism, by the way. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. We're all just sharing. One by one, all these things became free. Yes, free. Everything's free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own much. First, communication became digitized and free. Then everyone, then clean energy became free. Things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could call a driverless vehicle or flying car for long journeys within minutes. We started transporting our blah, blah, blah. You're just going to rent everything. The state is going to own everything, and you're going to have to have their permission to do it. You're going to have the social credit score like in China. You have to apply for that. You, you need a loan? You want, you want this? Well, we're going to have to dig into your background and make sure you're, you're being a good little boy. Hence the digital IDs they're rolling out that the government is going to require to use their services. And, you know, their, their services are going to be everything. It's not going to really be negotiable. Um, let's see if I read this one. Yep. I read that one. And I read that one. The ferryman's tall. There it is. I, couldn't, I knew there was a new one. On the subject of people getting dumber, technology has made it far too easy for a man to conflate unlimited access to information with his own intelligence. <laughs> Diagolonious. <laughs> <laughs> of the province of FYMM. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, but they'll say, this didn't happen. No, we never said this. Yes, you did. World Economic Forum. You basically did. They, they use technicalities and, you know, Snopes debunked that. They never said you'll own nothing and be happy. Yes, technically. They said, I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Big difference. Well, obviously big fucking difference. World Economic Forum, Forbes Magazine, November 10th, 2016. Okay. Um, and, and this is this is the plan. They're, it's not going to stop. Look at this. The balls on these people. How vaccines can crush the variants and make reopening permanent Canada. But look at this on, under the title. Unvaccinated Canadians are a tinderbox that threatens Canada more than variants. Experts say you are a threat. Perhaps the greatest threat to the country is you, according to experts. Do you see where this is going? Like, not going to happen tomorrow. There's no communism. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one day. A little bit at a time, piece by piece. We tiptoe around and we go down the path. You take the exit to the Soviet Union and away you go. And you'll be there in 30 to 60 minutes, depending on traffic conditions. 
Canada is poised to battle back the more contagious variants that threaten to jeopardize reopening plans due to a huge uptick. I that fucking word in vaccine supply, a willingness from Canadians to get the shots and some promising new vaccine research. I can't even read it, man. Like it's so insane. This is so unnecessary. And, and, and we've just thrown logic and common sense out the window so long ago that this might as well say why pogo sticks are required. If you need at least two pogo sticks to get around and why everyone has to hop around the country to make sure the sky doesn't rain anymore. That's basically where we're at. 99% survival rate, no threat to anyone, no year-over-year -year increase in mortality, the deaths are the same, the infections are the same, the ICU capacities are the same, literally nothing at all has changed except the government and the state media said, be afraid of everything, and everyone did, and they just handed it the fuck over. And now and now they've gotten so vicious and so mean and nasty about it, uh, they're, they're, they're now saying that you're a threat to everyone. You're now some kind of threat eventually i don't know when it'll happen or how long it'll take but eventually i am 100,000 percent convinced they will come after you with legislation they will get enough people vaccinated you'll get 80 percent of this country for sure canada is a fucking uh, bitch country people are going to roll the fuck over um you know to date more than 28 million doses have been administered across canada but 72 percent of eligible canadians have at least one shot and close to 12 percent of two 72 percent of the country have have uh you know if you believe these numbers i'm not sure I'm not sure, but uh, it, it could be true. There's quite a few. There's, I mean, go online and, and just look, man, and it, it's ridiculous. 72% of the people were just like, fine, whatever. Didn't even question it. And this is before the threats, before the, any new legislation saying, oh, you know, you might lose your job. You might do that. They haven't even started to apply pressure yet. They're still in the bribery stage. Alberta is offering $3 million in lottery winnings, which is your tax money, again, to encourage people to participate in the experiment. There's this big piece of shit. Premier Jason Kenney says lottery will pay for itself. You mean like the carbon tax? Like the budget will balance itself, you son of a bitch? Open for summer lottery. If you are putting off booking your first vaccine deals or waiting for a reason to book, here it is. You're shot at $1 million. Oh, my. Stage three would begin to, you know, again, 70%. And once they get 70, 75%, what's to stop them from saying, well, you know what? Now we need 85% because of the Delta variant. The echo variant, the foxtrot variant, the x-ray variant. There'll be endless variants. There's endless waves. There's endless reasons. Because the original reason was nonsense in the first place. There's no real threat. There are no bodies. There are no deaths. Dying from COVID and dying with COVID are two very important distinctions to make. And they don't do that. Because COVID is whatever they fucking say it is. These PCR tests. The guy, was it Carrie Mullis or Mullins? Is that the guy's name? The guy that invented the test died shortly after this began. How convenient is that? Said himself, it's useless for this. It's pointless. And the PCR cycle, the cycling of the test is ranked so high. It's so sensitive. It's going to detect a positive, uh, you know, coronavirus present in a fucking avocado. In a, in a Pepsi can. It just, microscopic amounts of anything of, of these bacteria exist in everybody all the time. And you're going to test positive. Any, any kind of coronavirus, of which there are dozens of different kinds. Uh, so if that's the, 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 the standard, if that's the bar they're using to test for cases, there will literally always be cases. So there will always be lockdowns and variants. of the. It, it goes on and on. And they didn't even need to convince anybody. How many people know someone that died from COVID? Young, healthy, strong people that were out walking around, minding their business, you know, lifting weights, playing hockey. I'm 35 years old. Just dropped dead. Fucking zero. Nobody anywhere. 99% of these people that died are in their 80s. 
you know, they're old people, they get sick, that's what happens, right? So all they had to do was just say some shit on the news and everybody just gave it up. They're not even trying, you know? At least in my day, we had 9-11. At least we were traumatized by actual violence, actual, holy shit, buildings are fucking exploding. People are flying planes into buildings and what in the fuck is going on? Like there was actual fear in, in, in the world then, Okay. Now you don't even need that. They didn't even have to kill you. They're like, ah, just pretend now. These people are soft enough. We can just pretend, all right? And that'll and, and because of the compliance and because of the weakness of the weakest civilization, the weakest society that has ever lived, the dumbest, the most compliant ever, this is what we're doing to each other now. This is what we allow. And these fucking cops, these pieces of shit at the Calgary Police Service, probably the most awful police service in the country. It was touch and go there between them and Toronto. I don't know which, which was awful, but I've seen quite a lot out of Calgary to suggest that these people are just uh, completely fucking out of control. Get a load of this. This pastor, again, church shut down, and they just love coming after pastors, right? Could you imagine what this country, the same country that uh, does this, does the flag draped coffins like they're fucking dead Navy SEALs. Like this is a, this is a, you know, a, a, a dead of JTF two shoulders that were killed on, on operations defending Canadian lives and interests abroad killed trying to save, uh, you know, Canadian citizens from hostages or, or from, you know, we don't do that anymore. Do we Trudeau? Do we Ottawa? Because when Robert Hall and the other guy, I forget his name, Robert, were they both Robert, Robert Hall and, um, fuck, I feel awful. I forget the other guy's name. Uh, you know, abducted by ISIS. We didn't even bother. We didn't even try to save them and they had their heads, you know, cut off. Uh, we don't do that, but we, we reserve it for this, okay? The same country that's doing that now is also doing this. And you're going to tell me this is a... this is a Pastor Tim was once again taken into custody. Numerous police... And, and <laughs> if this was a, a Muslim imam, all the same people saying, what's the big deal? Just follow the rules. If this was... Everything was identical and you swap this family out, it's not a white Christian family anymore. It's a brown Muslim family and the crying kids and, the, and all the thing. There would be fucking pandemonium. There would be riots. And the prime minister would be out there doing the stupid shit with the kneeling and the whole thing. Islamophobia. And they act like we're, you know, like there's not a double fucking standard. It's insane, man. Vehicles arrived and put him in a car, taking him away from his families. It was an extremely emotional and harrowing ordeal, and we were there to capture it as it happened. I'm going to let you go now to the footage of his arrest. You were served, okay, yeah. and then you had that gathering on June the 6th. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're under arrest for. Are you proud of yourselves? Say goodbye to daddy, kids. He's got to go to jail. Because he read a book to some people. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. As the G as their own fucking prime minister who's setting these laws, their own health ministers, all these people are flying around the fucking world, hanging out, having parties, drinking champagne, doing whatever the fuck they want. You see this happen. The RCMP sees this happen. All these cops see this as well as we fucking do, and you do nothing about it. You don't do anything. You go, oh, well, they're just doing my job. And then you go and terrorize Private citizens and pastors, a man, a religious man. Are you, what fucking universe are you in where this is okay? I hope you fucking are so disgusted with yourself that you eat your own gun. That's not an exaggeration. You're fucking disgusting. Are there any avenues for you guys to, to question orders? Or do you always that have told us, that have told me privately? Let me know if Look at it. No 
other jurisdiction is imprisoning pastors who work I'm not going to speak to that. Okay. In Canada. I would say continue the course that you're continuing on. I'm just doing my job, okay? You stupid bitch. You think that's going to save that? That absolves you. Hiding behind your fucking paycheck absolves you from terrorizing women and children. You're just, oh my God, man. No mercy. Push further ahead. Push harder if you need to. And that, that's how all much harder can we push here? I don't, I, I don't know how far will you've gone. Will you arrest gotten. me and take me away from them too? I have like, no reason yes, to she will. Right? So I'm going to leave it at that, okay? I have no reason to arrest you unless you do anything. Look at this. Look at this picture. Look at this still image. This is the this is your fucking country now. And you're going to tell me this is normal. This is okay? All predicated on a fucking lie. It's always a lie. It's always been a lie. Every single fucking thing that happens. Ever since I've been alive. Since I started even pretend to pay attention. You lose rights based on a lie. 9-11? Lie. London 2 bombers? Lie. Shoe bomber, lie. Las Vegas shooting, lie. Lie, 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 lie. Danforth shooter, lie. The fucking Mus ran over the Muslim family in London. Oh, he's a terrorist. We got to censor the internet. Lie. It's always a fucking lie and it always gets worse. And they do and we complain. And that's why this never ends. Bye, daddy. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't this on CBC? That cop's in the car without his like mask on, by the way. It's a free pass, and you're arresting pastors across the province. Any comment, any emotion for this family whatsoever? No, you're just going to no, drive No, no, I'm just, just a big, like fat, that. dumb Is bitch. Is this why you became a no. police officer? You still did it. <laughs> what difference is it? Oh, I don't like doing it. I don't care. I didn't want to rape those people, but I mean, Stalin told me to, so I had to. You know, I don't like to have to do this. Look at these people. And look, and you know, go to the Twitter page. All the while, as that was happening in Canada, this was happening on the other side of the world. All of these people are doing this to their own constituents. Meanwhile, that kind of shit goes on. I mean, are they all from the same? You think Justin Trudeau and Boris Johnson, are they from the same household, you fucking, you figure? Joe Biden, was he, is he from the same house? Is he from the same bubble, Calgary police? What happens if Justin Trudeau flies back into Calgary? Are you going to arrest him for not self-quarantining? No, of course you won't. Because you're fucking cowards. You're a disgrace. You should be completely eradicated and replaced. Uh, you know, how, who... <laughs> The weakness is just so pervasive and all-encompassing. Look, if there's more. Yeah, more. Yeah. Look at this idiot. Got done here today at a time where the G7 is more united than ever before, more focused on the responsibility we wield collectively as some of the world's leading economies, not just to our own citizens, but to citizens around the world during a time of dueling crises of the pandemic and climate change. The impacts of this G7 will be felt long after the newspapers you write for will have been used to rot fish. Of that I have no doubt. 
En français maintenant? Ah bon, ok. Maybe I won't do the newspapers and fish thing. I might get in trouble for that because we respect the freedom of the press and the independence and the work that you all do in a very important way. The newspaper you all write for us are wrapped in fish. Again, you can't go to work. You can't go to school. Your kids can't go anywhere, you know, because Corona is so dangerous. You can't go to church. Your pastors get arrested. Everybody, you know, Chris Sky's a terrorist, all this stuff, because Corona. Are you paying attention? They do, and we complain, and they fucking know it. They're not afraid of you. Why would they stop? No one's afraid of any of us. That's how this works. I have to. It's just one of I want a Fed post so bad. You'll have to just sense it off of my. Watching the fireworks. I got some fireworks they can watch. It's just one of those days. You know, but we all got to, I mean, seriously, we all got to take collective responsibility for that. None of us have done anything. And these people, what are you going to do about it? What are you do? None of us have done anything, really. And um, I, I don't, I, I take no pleasure in saying this, but I mean, you know, was I wrong? Maybe, but this country's, it's, it's finished, man. It's done. As much as I would love to pretend to believe that there's going, oh, don't any minute now, something's going to, we don't have a single mayor on our side, not a single premier, no one, uh, there's no prominent figures in it. The, 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 the most prominent anti-government figure in Canada is fucking Chris Skye. No offense to Chris Skye, but I'm just saying, I mean, you got to recognize how fucking ridiculous that is. We got, <coughs> we got like a... Um, a singlet-wearing gym bro. That's what we got. That's what we got. And you've got, you know, some minor political figures like Randy Hillier, who has really no... Uh, Derek Sloan, Roman Baber, Max Bernier, who's in jail, who's a, who, let's face it, has no chance of ever winning an election. Okay, they're rigged. They use the Dominion voting machine. It's rigged. It's completely fucking rigged. Every party is bought. Back in the, in the summertime, and I showed you, I, I, fuck, I'd have to go find them again. You got to dig to find them, but they're out there. The photos and the campaign contributions of Aaron O'Toole taking money from the fucking Chinese man. And the Saudi Arabians are heavily invested in the conservative party of Canada. Why do you think they're also all of a sudden soft on Islamophobia? Because the Saudis pay their milk bills, man. They keep the lights on. They're, they're sellouts. There's no one left. So for you to, to mount an effective defense... You need political power. You need people with money. You need people that can do things. If there was, a, like, let's compare it to the United States. If you're in South Dakota, if you're in South Dakota and your governor, who's Christy Nome, who basically, you know, tells Joe Biden to go suck her dick, 
you know, as far as the gun bans and stuff go. They're not they're not doing any of this shit. DeSantis in Florida, Abbott, who started out pretty bad, but to his credit, you know, I keep saying, you know, David Knight said this. He's like, you don't say thank you for a tyrant taking, you know, his boot off your neck. But he's been digging himself out of a hole. He's trying to. He's passing, you know, we're not going to get into the details, but he's 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 trying He's coming back. Like, we don't have anyone like that in this country. No one. Not a single premier. No one in the House of... Nobody anywhere. The only ones that are, are powerless. What are they going to do? Oh, there's going to be an election in a couple years. Is there even going to be a country left? C-15, the the UN power grab over this country, UN drip, that's going through. C-10, the hate speech bill, the censorship of the internet, control of speech and information, that's going through. The gun confiscation is 10 months away, that's going through. The carbon tax, the money printing, the mass, years more of this. Look at how much has changed in just one year, just a year and a half. Since this started with Justin Trudeau, with a minority government running wild, doing whatever the hell he wants. And you want to wait another couple years. And when the opportunity came, they were fundraising, they were advertising, we're going to have an election. They all voted, nah, we're not even going to bother because they're going to play political theater. They're going to, they're, they gave themselves raises and they want to ensure they're all going to get their pensions first before they even attempt to pretend like they give a shit. It's a joke. It's a show. We don't have any of these places. Maybe I would love, I hope they publish something resembling like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I could be completely wrong. I have no idea whatsoever. I've never even been to the place. But let's say like Red Deer, Alberta is like 90% vaccine hesitant. It's got tons of gun owners and it's like, fuck the, the whole town is just like anti-government. No, everyone should fucking go there. Like, you know what I mean? There's no places like that. Are there? We don't, you know, Jason Kenney is not going to defend his people against Ottawa. Scott Moe's not going to do that. Brian Pallister certainly is. Brian Pallister would feed babies to a dragon at this point to get more fucking love from Ottawa. Francois Legault is a fucking me, me, me motherfucker first. He doesn't give a shit. He's not a Quebec separatist, man. He's in there to make money. They're in there all in there to make money. Ian Rankin in Nova Scotia is literally in bed with the fucking Chinese. It's crazy. This place is a banana republic. So Why? Why stay, you know, what are you going to do? You're, what are you fighting? What are we fighting for? This place is a fucking, for who? They like it. They want it. They want to fucking go down with the ship. Then let them go. That's what I say. Uh, and there's a big difference. I had a conversation with a couple of these guys. Think of, think of it like, uh, you know, the people that fled the Soviet Union, a lot of them live in Canada now. They're, they're second generation, third generation Canadians, or they're even now recently, you know, escaped from Russia or whatever. You don't really escape from Russia these days, but you understand what I mean. And, and they're here, and, the, and it's like, um, listen, you, you can't continue to resist and fight, and, and I can't fix this. I'm a regular dude with not very much money, and I drive a 2005 Ford 500, <laughs> okay? I, I talk to a goat figure. I am not a fucking powerful figure. I can't, you know, marshal the forces required to even make a dent in this. The best I can do is is entertain people, try and keep them morale, and maybe I've probably reached a few people here and there, and that's all you can do. Un unless there's a mass awareness of just how fucked up the situation is and just how dire straits we're in, nothing's ever going to change. So all we can do is keep trying to, you know, get as many people as we can, and we need to organize them somewhere, somewhere. So if it's like a war, okay, uh, would you rather stay in a battle where you're getting fucking murked? You're just getting wiped out and losing people left. Who's calling me? There's people, people call me. Uh, you're just getting wiped out. You know, like pretend it's Korea, World War II, whatever it is. And your division, you're, you're the division, you're the, uh, you know, the, the, the theater commander, whatever the fuck. And you know, this division is getting wrecked. 
They have no chance. Of, their, their chances of winning are pretty much zero. Should you leave them there and sacrifice them like Hitler, like an idiot who just was like, I refuse to lose, and just, just let the entire cream of the German Wehrmacht get wiped the fuck out? Like he did in Stalingrad, Army Group Center. He just just let them because he was in a terrible fucking decision. Should you have done that? Or should you have pulled them out of there and reconstituted them in another fight elsewhere where there's still a chance? Which is a more intelligent thing to do? So, I mean, there's a difference between people that are like, I'm just going to run away and go to an island and hide. Yeah, don't, I, there's that. I mean, if you if you don't survive this, then, you know, you lose either way. Or, you know, going to a place and, and reconstituting and bulk, you know, is it balkanization? Is that what it is? Do you do we all got to go to Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, North, South Dakota, Idaho? I don't know. But as this fucking shit continues, people are fleeing California. People are fleeing New York and fleeing. And they're, and they're all concentrating in, in, you know, better areas. You know, everybody goes there. It bolsters the ranks in a way. Right. Um, and like I said, this is a global struggle. This isn't a, a Canadian problem. This isn't a, a, a UK problem, an Australian problem. This is global. This is across the entire Western world. So anywhere in the Western world is fair game as far as I'm concerned. And if you understand, and as you, I mean, you're, not, you're not running away. Sometimes you got to take the loss, man. Do you, do you really want to be the last guy on the boat bailing water? Like the Titanic is literally vertical now, and you're there with a pail like, I could still save it. But bro, at some point you got to admit like, okay, this is, <laughs> we got to fucking, we got to bounce, man. You're going to sacrifice yourself for what? And again, I hope something changes. I'd love to be wrong, but I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the political will. I don't see the public giving a shit. I see them holding signs and complaining. Uh, me, and the government just takes and takes and takes and takes. Did you know the Czech Republic was taken over by communists? Took them a couple of decades. Not a shot was fired. They just inch by inch by inch took the place over, passed some laws here, passed some laws there, got more and more aggressive, and then bing, bang, boom, look, one day, oh, shit, we're communists now. Yeah. That's exactly the way this fucking place is going down. There is nobody in the government to resist them. At least in the United States, there are people that understand what's happening. There are governors, there's leadership, there's people with the power and ability to organize, you know, resistance and and will do so. So should you stay in a place where you're basically doomed to get picked off one at a time and wiped the fuck out? Or should you congregate in places where you're going to have, you know, friend friendlies and, and, and resources you can marshal together and work together? Would you rather, you know, have to relocate to a place and then maybe come back to your home 25 years later on an offensive <laughs> to take it back or get, you know, Waco'd like, a, you know, very idealistic, very romantic, also very dead, also very big L. Right. I mean, I, 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 you have to believe like I think something would have happened by now. Right. Of all the things that have gone down, especially in Canada, and, and there's no will anywhere like no one's really interested you see these, these you know, oh, there's a big protest in Toronto. I was like, what was it, 5,000 people? Six million people in the GTA, and you got a few thousand to show up? I'd say that lights out there, man. Uh, you're, fight, like, you're, trying to, you're fighting for a cause that no one supports where you are. And you know, what we were saying earlier, find the others. Where, where are the people that are your tribe that believe in the things you do and care about the things and value the things that you do? You should go be with them. And strengthen them, and then together, you and them together are now both stronger for having, you know, united your forces. That's what you do. You fight with all your elements and your units together as a unified force. You don't scatter them all over the fucking place to get picked off two and three at a time. That's how you lose. That's what they're counting on. 
And again, I mean, I definitely, I admittedly talked against doing it. I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking just for, but I mean, it's been a year, right? I mean, really think about it. We've been doing this a year now. It's been over a year. I sat here a year ago saying, you know, and, uh, Canada showed me it's true colors and it's yellow. Okay. It's a yellow, soft, stomachless country that has no interest in protecting or defending itself. It doesn't even know what the fuck it is. It doesn't even know what's happening. Do you think it knows this? Have you paid attention? Canadian, Canadian, military second in command resigns role. This is becoming a daily occurrence. How many streams in a row now is it? Yeah, another general's gone, guys. Another one. Mike Rouleau is gone now. For those of you in the CF that know who Mike Rouleau, yeah. So he went golfing with General Vance. So now he's gone. <laughs> right. Now... Okay, he's being investigated. Yes, I understand. And is that appropriate for Reload to do that? I don't think so. Probably not. However, when you consider the greater pattern here at work, where you've dismissed the chief of defense staff, uh, you've dismissed the vice chief of defense staff, you you you've dismissed his replacement, you've dismissed the head of the Canadian Special Operations Regiment, you've dismissed one of the senior leadership in the intelligence community, the intelligence school, you've dismissed... I, I mean, I don't even... I can't even keep track of them anymore. We're up to like 10 generals they fired now. And now Rouleau is... Is there even a picture of him? No, there's not. That's not Mike Rouleau. Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> um, but now he he's retired. So, I mean, it is Soviet... It is, it is uh, you know, socialist or communist uh, procedure to purge the leadership and replace them with party loyalists. And so there's no party, but it doesn't matter. Ideologically, they're on the page. They're going to do what you tell them. Is that what's happening? I don't know, but no one is asking. No one is saying, hey, okay, hold on. Every every one of these, they're all, get, okay, what, what, what's, what, what's the law? You know, Occam's razor or something? Like, <laughs> you know, what are the odds all of these people are guilty? And, and now, by the way, all of it right now, all of them, and also in the United States, this is taking place. It's not just Canada. There's more of it. Senior military leaders golf with former top soldier currently under investigation. So they're all fired. Like, what was really going on in this golf trip? You think they just showed up to play golf, or were they talking about something else? I don't like Vance. I wasn't a big fan of what he did. I don't know what... He used to be really well-regarded, and then he... I don't know. But if there's something fucking going on here, they need to say something. They need to do something. Because none of this, this is not sitting right with me that the Canadian forces is literally just being its senior leadership is just being gutted across the board. And it's happening in America as well. Two senior military and they're gone now Two senior. There he is. There's Mike. He's see you later. See you later, Mike career over. Lieutenant general Mike Rouleau has authority of the military's provost marshal, which is in charge of the Canadian forces NIS national investigation service that is investigating Vance. What were they really talking about on this golf trip? What do you think happened? Were they just playing golf? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I know CBC lies. I know that for a fact. Meanwhile, in the United States, video of Senator Cotton reveals details of anti-American indoctrination in the U.S. military. Same in Canada. Critical race theory. There... Dude, this isn't make-believe. It's fucking happening. Critical race theory. Anti-white fucking garbage. Destroy yourself or else you're not woke. Who the fuck keeps calling me? Stop! 
I'm not going to answer the phone right now. It's an Ontario number. It's probably the NIS. It's probably, it's probably CSIS. Can you at least wait till the stream's done before you raid me? Like, fuck. <laughs> Hundreds of whistleblowers have come forward complaining of woke policies, including racial segregation of troops for privilege walks. During a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing Friday, Senator Tom Cotton revealed shocking stories from whistleblowers in the military detailing how they are being indoctrinated to hate America by superiors who are adopting woke practices, including racial segregation. Pentagon extremist and diversity training. I want to share just a small selection of what your own troops are saying. And, and Mr. Chairman, I have a longer list that I'd like to submit for the record. Without objection. Again, this is just a few examples. One Marine told us that military, a military history training session was replaced with mandatory training on police brutality, white privilege, and systemic racism. He reported that several officers are now leaving his unit citing that training. Another service member told us that their unit was required to read White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, wow. which claims, and this is a quote, white people raised in Western society are conditioned into a white supremacist worldview. A member of the special operations community has told us that they are being instructed that, quote, the U.S. special operations community is racist. One army officer relayed to us the words of his general officer who told him that the entire U.S. Army is racist. Uh -huh. A midshipman at the Naval Academy said classmates are calling America a fundamentally racist place and that this sentiment is not contested by school administrators. An airman told us their unit was forced into a racist exercise called a privilege walk where members of the wing were ordered to separate themselves by race and gender in order to stratify people based on their perceived privilege. One African-American officer disparagingly said, and I quote, the Navy thinks my only value is as a black woman and not the fact that she is a highly trained military specialist. Soldiers have come forward to tell us they are being forced to watch videos about systemic racism and documentaries that rewrite America's history as a fundamentally racist and evil nation. One Space Force officer told me that two guardians left his ranks in a short period of time. One was a young African-American who said that after the training, she would never have joined the military had she known that it was such a hotbed of racism. The other was a white airman who said he didn't sign up to be indoctrinated and filed separation paperwork. Mr. Secretary, we're hearing reports of plummeting morale growing mistrust Same between the races and sexes where none existed just six months ago and unexpected retirements and separations based on these trainings alone. And again, these are not my words. These are the words of your own troops. This is happening. It's not, I mean, you need to take this seriously. This is very, very severe. The United States military is being subverted by communists. Marxism, cultural Marxism and critical race theory has infiltrated the United States military and the Canadian military. The people that would be that that are literally paid professionally to defend you are being replaced by your enemies. Tom Cotton says there's no place for toxic critical race theory in our military. Expect Tom Cotton to be, you know, canceled next. Racist. Right. Let's continue. Students trash the U.S. flag, equate it with war, genocide, and racism. The brainwashing is pervasive and it's everywhere. Absolute love of the American flag is correlated with extremism. June 14th being Flag Day, campus reform visit the University of Texas in Dallas to see what students think of their country's flag represents. A lot of things come to mind. First of all, war. 
Second of all, we've also taken a bit of land from Native Americans. One student commented, adding, it's just really terrible that we've done all these things. And they okay, they've pussified the men of this country and made them all weepy, feminine, crybaby people. And convinced them that there's something inherently wrong with them. And now that we need to fucking, you know, we, you know taking advantage of their empathy to make it, oh, you got to give everything back. The same student agreed with the, that the flag represents racism. This is the same country that fought a, a civil war, you know, claiming that it, you know, to, free, to, to end segregation and racism, right? Are you sh this is nuts. The whole patriotism thing sweeps that narrative of racism, oppression, and the like. I've, again, I've said this for a long time. A lot of people have. If you're a patriot nationalist, like, oh, great, you're the fucking enemy now. There's a reason I said that. It was only a year and a half ago. That's how much things have changed in a year and a half. Last February. I guess I'm the bad guy now. Because we are. We are the bad guy. If you're, a, you know, one, if you're a veteran or somebody who's in the military the last 20 years, you're just waking up to this now. I don't know if you know this, but they're gearing up to fucking destroy you. You're the enemy. We've been subverted and, and, and occupied now. And uh, you're not welcome here anymore. And it's going to get worse. Another student said the flag represents nationalism, exclusiveness, and selfishness. Adding, I've definitely seen the American flag used as a symbol of racism. And suggesting supporters of President Trump waving the flag at rallies is one example of that. <laughs> when did they take down the Iwo Jima Memorial? Remember all the, the Marines putting the flag? Yeah, take that down because that flag. Uh, and they're all white guys, too. Are those white guys? All those fucking white guys that fought to preserve, uh, you know, freedom and individualism fighting against uh, socialism all over the world. In, in Germany and in, in, in Russia and everywhere else. Yeah, they're bad now because socialism good. And Marx himself said socialism is just a stepping stone to communism. Socialism is just like the teaser. Socialism is what your drug dealer gives you as a sample because he knows you're going to come back for more. Oh, hell yeah. And then you're going to get the rest. Then you're going to get the rest. Most students didn't even know there was a day to celebrate the flag and opine that is either unnecessary or redundant. One, only one student said the American flag represents freedom. Yeah, it's so uh, let's uh, let's look at this. You know, my boy here. Listen to that. And he, you know, he nails it. I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything. He says it better than I could. Familiarity breeds contempt. When you are constantly exposed to something, you no longer give it the respect that it deserves. Constant exposure to the horrific might make it mundane. A child twerking in front of a cheering crowd. <laughs> Children openly being groomed and sexualized by these people at strip clubs and dance parties. Footage of the state of our education system. But when they the result of this education system and higher education system on those who are subjected to it. Women are not the only people who give birth. Trans men and non-binary persons also get pregnant and give birth. So you were born a girl, but you feel like a boy, right? That means that kind of means you're transgender. I am gay. Are you gay? 
And if not, would you like to try to be gay? The advertisements you see when you turn on the television. Familiarity breeds contempt. Any one of these things five years ago, ten years ago, in singularity, would have stopped the nation, would have brought the nation to its heels and recoiled and said, what the hell is that? But after ten long years of these transgressions of escalating intensity and frequency, you've been made to see them more and more normal. It is not a slippery slope that we are sliding down. We are being pummeled by overwhelming force and overwhelming blows until we submit. And the attacks are not just hitting your face or your arms or your torso. The overwhelming strikes are hitting all of you because what they are trying to kill is you. It's not just yes. about your gender. It's not just about your sexuality. It's about you. It's about destroying you with this overwhelming offense of yes. everything about you, from your nationality to your religion, to your tradition, your culture, your family values, your, your race. Every yep. day, a new horror. Every day, a new trespass. And every day, that horror becomes more and more mundane. In 2012, I was reading insane women on the internet talking about transgenderism and two souls and all of this, and where are we now? In 2016, I was reading about how women should be referred to as birthing people. And where are we now? The U.S. government refers to women as birthing people. Do you think a bunch of 12-year-old girls on Tumblr changed the entire Western world? The philosophies and ideologies which are being produced in America today of the mainstream of progressivism are only capable of being formulated in the minds of those who have experienced their lifetime of extreme decadence, of no life experience whatsoever, no hardship whatsoever. We right? are a population in decay. And what is this population of decay like? What do they value? Hedonism, materialism, a selfish individualism puritanical and zealous over their new age religion of progressivism and wokeism willing to ostracize anyone friends family at a moment's notice it's not an accident it's not a strange coincidence it's a war being waged there's profit to be yep. made off the decay of the American. What I say is war. You know, people are starting to figure it out. In civilization, there are kings to be made out of this new age population of materialistic people. Because on them, bread and circuses is the most effective. They are the most easily manipulated and controlled. Why must they destroy the old way? Well, the old way teaches of Christ. The old way teaches of strong familial and communal bonds. The old way teaches on self-determination, on self-reliance, on discipline. Every day is an attack. Every day is a progression. And every day it becomes more tolerable. Famili right? <laughs> Hard to argue with anything he says there. Uh, Fuentes has a little, a little bit on this too. Alexander Augustine is a guy's name. I believe that's his real name. He's a, a Wurzel Root on uh, Instagram. Is where you find a lot of his stuff. TikTok as well. Starshine Girl says, I, I missed a lot of these. I'm sorry, guys. I was thrown out of a Freedom Mobile store forever. For showing my pretty face. Well, you're supposed to be head to toe and hijab, then you'd be fine. Uh, or burqa or whatever. Announcement on their front door allowed people with exemptions, police threats, et al. Because a man child says so. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. Morel Shady 9 says, well, there are deaths now. Many more to come. Also, Carrie died four months before. Carrie. Oh, the, uh, the PCR test guy. Right. Mark 306 says, tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, we contact a level four lab to test a grapefruit for COVID-19. Will it test positive? Stay tuned to find out. And then you put your hand in your pocket. We were talking with Merck was there on the weekend. 
And I just thought it was hilarious that, uh, you know, if you guys watch, ever watch Co uh, Unsolved Mysteries, the old one with Robert Stack, and he does the exact same intro over and over and over again. <laughs> Walks a few feet down some stairs, maybe out of some bushes or trees, and then stops and then puts his hand in his pocket every single time. The guy got paid big money to do that. That was his job. You can imagine. Zodiac Z34 says, London, Ontario cops have Arabic writing on them. Well, they need to reflect the native population of that place now, right? Most of, There's a lot of Arabic people there now. Uh, there's just a few immigrants that are going to assimilate. They're not going to take over. They're not going to replace you, even though that is exactly what fucking happened. Pickley from Ontario says, that didn't sit well with me. It was a terrible thing, but coffins draped with the flag isn't for everyone. Yeah, it was highly, highly, highly fucking inappropriate, okay? And they're Pakistani migrants, for fuck's sakes. They get the same, they get the same kind of honor... I'm not, I'm not even going to go there because it's, I'm just going to get upset. CRJ says Nuremberg trials included media reporters and cops. <laughs> yeah, in theory. But again, public perception. They, they control the courts. They control the laws. They control There's not going to be a trial. There's not going to, none of that is going to work. It's not going to matter. All of, everything they're doing is legal. CRJ says Boris Johnson was Ghislaine's Maxwell lover at one point. Is that true? That wouldn't surprise me. They're all friends with each other. Howling Mad Mike says those cops in Calgary will forget all about the pastor when their next paycheck comes in. They act like they care, but they don't. If they did, they would stop what they're doing. And they don't, and they won't. And uh, they're, they're not to be pitied. New York City Bit says, ever since... Is it NY, NYC Bit? Ever since I started watching uh, me, Raging Distant, all my weapons are fully lubed and rack smoother than ever. <laughs> Always keep them lubricated. That's the thing. You know, a dry gun is bad. You know, it's like... Uh, what did I say on the weekend? It's like... <laughs> It's like the way you got to treat your, your women, you know, if they're dry, you're not doing your job right. You know, you can't, ha it's just bad. You can't, you, you always got to, <laughs> it's a children's show. It's not, it's not for children. I even started doing it blindfolded. Thanks, Rage. Thank you, sir. Stacks, how are you? He says, let it all fucking burn in front of people's eyes. Maybe then just maybe people will stop taking this shit. It's exactly why they want our guns. It's going to have to get way, 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 way worse. We've only just begun and people are still not, they're still comfortable enough with it that they're not going to do anything. It's, we, we're literally years away from any kind of response and uh, they're going to make this illegal. I mean, I can't, what am I going to do? Just shut, am I going to go work at Staples? Am I going to sit here and watch Netflix all day? Like, I can't do it, you know? So I guess I'm going to have to leave the country. Short and long says our elections have deteriorated to, or, or just go to prison for, for why, you know. Our elections have deteriorated to a choice between Chevy and GMC. It, pretty much, exactly right. Mark, ter uh, how are you doing, buddy? He says Canada is dead. Dag along now. I wish soon, maybe. I mean, these countries are going to implode. There's going to be some serious changes in the future. Why not? I keep seeing a lot of similar maps. It's not called Diagalon, but people are starting to notice that pattern of those, those areas are like, that's where all the same people seem to live. And everything outside of that is full of maniacs, so that's possible. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. The Ferryman's Toll says, if an angry, murderous, violent, anti-government kind of guy made a T-shirt, what do you think he'd say to do to cops and politicians and doctors on a T-shirt, hypothetically? I don't know. That's uh, that's a question for you and everyone's imagination, which is never to be talked about ever again. <laughs> because, you know. Lone Star Texan, fuck you, make me. Thank you, sir. Sergio Boners to Bone says, Ryjack just said he wants to do a drunken history with you once he gets his Dagalon flag. <laughs> Ryan Dawson's getting one. I was talking to him the other day, actually. And he was like, somebody, he thought it was a spam. He's like, I didn't know if it was real or not, so I didn't want to give him my address. I'm like, no, that's the real guy. So Ryan Dawson's getting a Dagalon flag. We also... Because there's other Diagalon. There's a, there's a second Diagalon, you know. I don't have Google Earth. I tried to install it. It didn't work. But I'll have to just describe it. You'll have to use your imagination. So you've got ours, right? And then there's on the other side of the world, in the Pacific, it goes, 
it, it goes uh, South Korea, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan, right? And then when you put them together like this, they meet at the top towards Alaska. The lines go like this, and it creates almost like a prayer. <laughs> you know, the alliance, the Asian, the Asian American diagonal. We only trust nations formed in slash format. Anything outside of that is to be fucking you know, viewed with extreme skepticism and suspicion. Only in diagonal format and lines. If you can't draw a straight line, either, you know, it's it's out. It just cannot be done. Not across, not straight up. It's got to be a diagonal, or we don't fucking have anything to do with it. ABC, that's right. The anti-Semitic vlogging collective. You like that? Yeah, so it's, it's you know, and the pyramid, it could be. Triangulon. The, ooh, now we're talking. Now we're talking triangulon. <laughs> Everybody's doing the fucking... <laughs> South Korea. Hong Kong, Japan, and was in Taiwan, right? And then on the other way, it's, yeah. <laughs> Triangulon. What do you call it? Triangulon. I like Triangulon. We've got Diagulon, and then we've got, and then together they form the alliance of Triangulon. It's indestructible. We've got we've got the firepower and the of, of Diagulon, and then we've got all the Asians. I mean, they've got all kinds of, they've probably got giant robots. They've got Nintendo over there. They've got Godzilla. I mean, fuck, it's, in, it's, it's unstoppable. Clearly, it's unstoppable. That's why, they, that's why they're trying to shut us down. They don't want the, that to come true because, Christ, you know, imagine that. <laughs> Stack says you can live with intensity and awareness. If you live with awareness, you're mature because you will learn even through death. Even death will be an experience to be intensely lived and watched aloud. Um, but, you know, when you when you follow the when you think of the logical progression of this kind of stuff, all all the rhetoric, all the you know bad white people bad, patriots bad, nationalism bad, gun owners bad, Catholics Christians bad, you know bad bad bad, you're bad Trump supporters bad. Like where does it end? What what's the point where they go? Okay, we've accomplished our objectives. We're we're good now. Remember, it was just equality. We just want gay marriage. We just want common sense gun control. We just want, we just want, we just want. And now it's, fuck you, you're subhuman. We're segregating you. We're of a two-tier society. You're an anti-vaxxer. You're, you're a threat to the country. You're a threat. That wasn't published in some, you know, crazy radical left-wing journal. That was the CBC News saying unvaccinated, Canadi unvaccinated Canadians are a tinderbox and a threat to the country. That was published in CBC News. It speaks to their mentality. And uh, whether they know it or not, they're going down a certain path. And uh, here's a quick clip from Fuentes, who's, uh, I mean, is he wrong? Where do you think this is going? Use your imagination. We are rapidly becoming a minority. We are being replaced in the power structure. And at the same time, simultaneously and concurrently, we are being told that we are a parasite, we are a disease, we run everything, we've destroyed everything, we're evil, we've harmed everyone, and we owe everyone something, we don't deserve to be where we are, we deserve to be taken down a notch, we deserve to be mocked, laughed at, ridiculed, pushed aside, excluded, silenced in favor yeah. of other people. Where is this going to go? Is there, is there a logical endpoint to all of this besides a genocide? Because if there is, I don't see it. You Neither can't call yourself America first. You can't call yourself a conservative, a reactionary. As far as I'm concerned, this is very simple. You are either anti-white or you're pro-white. Yep. But there's no middle anymore. There is no way that you, that you can be ambiguous. There is no way that you could straddle the line anymore. You are either on the side of the people that are perpetrating this. You are either by silence, complicity, 
or by active participation on the side of anti-white people that are trying to destroy our race in America, or you're on the side of people that are trying to defend the white race. And I know that sounds a particular way. You don't have to be white to defend this, by the way. In the same way that you don't have to be black to say that black people shouldn't be genocided in their own countries, obviously. Exactly. And if you're one of those people that says that being pro-white is racist, is white supremacist, white nationalist, guess what? You're on the side of white genocide. You're making it happen because what you're saying is that if white people defend themselves, or even if non-white people defend white people, yeah. that that makes them evil. You're saying that white people have no moral right to exist and no moral right to defend their own existence. What you're saying is that it is moral for white people to be wiped off the face of the earth. You are complicit in genocide. Um, you love to see it. You don't love to see it. But he's right. I mean, I don't, know, I don't disagree with anything he said there. I mean, logically, that, you know, A plus B equals C, does it not? What, you know, oh, no, we're not saying that. We just, uh, we just demand, con you, know, you know, forever concessions from you and knee bending and, and kissing the boot and this kind of thing. Uh, the voice of reason, Tivori says, I was hanging out with three people this weekend. All three were vaccinated. I asked them what they thought of me being a second class citizen as a result. They didn't want to think about what could happen to me. And that's exactly right. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to look at it. And when that happens, as people are, are persecuted in the future, and they will be, um, they, w they won't do anything about it either. They're not going to stand up for you. They're not going to come to your defense. They will look away. They always will look away. They, they didn't have, the, gut, they didn't have the, the intestinal fortitude, the spiritual or mor moral strength to stand up to what's happening now, to say that you don't get to dictate what happens to me and my body. You, you don't get to inject me with things. You don't get to threaten me. You don't get to lock down my society or prevent me from... I don't, I don't even go to church. I'm not even a religious guy. But the fact they're doing this to people is beyond disturbing. Like, it's absolutely insane. You, you know, you don't get to do anything. They, they didn't stand up for any of that. Like I said, this is easy mode. There's nobody with guns. There's no, there's no Gestapo kicking indoors, not yet. None of that's happening. It's easy right now. And they're letting people like these pastors take all the heat for it. And Adam Skelly and Chris Sky and all these people. And then they'll criticize them and say they're not doing it right. Oh, Chris Sky wrote a book, therefore, fucking did it. Well, what have you done? What are you up to, big wheel? Show me your resume. Show me what you've been doing to, say, to, to, to correct this catastrophic path that we're going down. Nothing! You're a fucking armchair nobody. And instead of supporting the very, very, very few people we have that are actually putting their necks out there, you don't do anything about it. You're just going to criticize. So, you know, you can't even be bothered to show up now. You comply with the rules now. You wear the masks when you, when you don't even have to now. You follow the arrows on the floor at the grocery store now. But when it gets way worse, you're going to then all of a sudden grow a huge set of nuts? No. The harder it gets is when people drop off. When you're on these, you know, these, 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 SF, these SOF selections and stuff, uh, you start with everybody. Day one, minute one, you've got your 30-man crew or whatever, 100 men, whatever it is. And by the end, you're left with nine or 12 because it starts hard and gets harder and only the strong survive this isn't going to get easier and more convenient for you to resist in the future it will become more difficult and more costly and more risky 
And if you can't be bothered to do it now when there's literally nothing, there's I'm not being chased by helicopters. Nobody's shooting at me. I don't have any arrest warrants out for me. Not yet. But you can't even be bothered to do this. You can't even be bothered to support the people that are doing this. But for some reason in the future, you fancy yourself some kind of, I don't know, French resistance fighter. You're the Polish underground in the Warsaw Uprising. You're just going to magically grow a huge set of nuts and just decide to take on the 2nd SS Panzer Division with some sticks and stones you fashion in your backyard because, oh, well, I mean, trust me, bro. If it goes like that, I will bash the fash. I will fucking punch it. No, you fucking won't. You won't do shit. You won't do shit now. You won't even stand up to your school board as they promote masturbation and sodomy to six-year-olds. You wouldn't even stand for that. You won't stand against the mass migration replacing you in your own cities. You won't stand against the climate. You won't even be bothered. You're busy watching hockey. You're busy watching Netflix and playing video games, consuming all day. When it's easy. It doesn't get easier than this. It only gets harder. And you can't be bothered now. Why do the fuck do you, if you're not on board, if you're not on the team now, you're never going to, you're Those people are never going to be. So don't count on them to help you. Not only are they not going to help you, they'll st- wait till that happens. The snitch lines. Well, we already have those, right? But they're, they'll get more aggressive. They'll get more lottery. You know, there'll be, there'll be more lotteries. Maybe there'll be more money giveaways. You are, if, if you know if any of your neighbors are unvaccinated, they are a threat to the country. If you know where anyone is hiding unvaccinated citizens under the floorboards, call the RCMP and you could be rewarded a cash payment of $50,000. You think people wouldn't do it? You think these neighbors, they would, you know? Of course they would, especially when everybody's eating out of the hands of the government. What do you think the UBI is for? They They know the financial collapse is coming. That's why they're setting up the universal basic income. Because they're giving people a choice. And it is a choice. That's the real brilliant part of it, right? Because they're not forced. No one's forced to do any of this. No one is forced to get a vaccine. No one is forced to not work. No, they're not forcing you. They're heavily suggesting it. They're, impre- they're impressing upon you to do it. They're pressuring you to do it. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. And when you choose consciously to, to submit to it, now you're fucking committed. When someone does it to you against your will, like, whoa, they come and throw shackles on you, you're going to resent that and you're going to be angry. But when they play these psychological tricks on you, when they, when they make you feel like, well, you better conform, you better do it, and then you do it, now you're on the team. You, you joined the team. These people that go, whatever, I'll just get a vaccine, it's easier. They're now on team vaccine. Regard- they made that choice. They're never going to be off that team. All of the military... 7% of the military has been vaccinated. Did you know that? They're pro-vaccine. And why did they do that? Why did they prioritize the military and police to be vaccinated first? Why, can, why do you think that could be? To, to, to these kinds of numbers. Because they're the security state. Young, healthy people. There's not 80-year-olds in the military. There's not people with pre-existing health conditions and, you know, all the autoimmune disorders and 400 pound of it. Well, there are some pretty fatty, fat fucks in the military. But you know what I mean? Generally, they're young, in shape, healthy people. Why did they need them to be? Because now they're on team vaccine. And if the day needs to come where they go, well, we're going to use them against you. We're going to use them against you to compel you, to intimidate you, to get on team vaccine. Well, they're going to do it because they're already on the team. I did it. Why can't you? They're not even going to resist. They've already they've already complied. They've already chosen their. Do you see what I mean? So when they they 
They compel you psychologically to, to, to conform, and you do. That's so much more powerful than forcing you to do it. Because when you force someone to be a slave, they resent it, they hate it, they hate you, and they plot against you. But when they break you mentally, they break your spirit to the point that you willingly... You willingly bend the knee and kiss the ring of Xerxes. You're fucking, he owns you. He owns your soul. He owns your fucking ass down to the DNA forever. That's like willingly let, letting yourself get raped in prison. You know, like you, you just gave yourself over to this and you're in it now. And you did it once. You're going to do it again tomorrow and forever. That person owns you now. That's why they're doing it this way. And they're not going to go to the to any kind of violence or until, until it's absolutely necessary to the very, very, very end. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep going. There's too much money. There's too much control. Why would they? No one's even attempted to stop them thus far. There's been no resistance. Look, UK government advisor says mask mandates should continue forever. A UK government advisor and Communist Party member. Really? <laughs> Susan Mitchie. Why is there a Communist Party member advising the UK government? Says that mask mandates and social distancing should continue forever and that people should adopt such behavior just as they did with wearing seatbelts. It's not going away. Mishy, who's a professor. She's a professor. She's an expert of science. Trust the dollar sign C-I-E-N-C-E. -E. Trust the science, cha-ching. Professor of health and psychology at UCL and a leading member of SAGE. I don't know what that is. I'm not from the UK. Said such control measures should become part of people's normal routine behavior. She goes on, vaccines are a really important part of pandemic control. There is no fucking pandemic. This is people control. But it's only one part. A test, trace, and isolate system as well as border controls are really essential. And the third thing is people's behavior. They got to control your behavior. That is the behavior of social distancing, of making sure there's good ventilation when you're indoors. And if there's not, wearing masks and keeping up hand and surface hygiene. It's just two weeks until... Uh, how many of us have forgotten? It's just two weeks? There's not two weeks. This is a year. It's fucking July in a couple weeks, guys, of 2021. It's July in a couple of weeks. It's been so long that things have been normal. Nobody even remembers what it is anymore. COVID lockdowns found to be a major factor in doubling Australia's attempted youth suicides. Interventions spike by 99%. Compared to the same period last year. What did Jagmeet Singh say? These people that just don't care about anybody. Yeah, no, I brought this up almost every fucking day. You're literally killing people. They're literally killing our people. They're killing our children. They're killing random people with the vaccines. They're killing them with the lockdowns. They're killing them with the depression. They're killing them by taking away their businesses and their livelihoods and their ability to provide for themselves. Deaths of despair, the overdosing. They're, you're under attack. They're fucking wiping you out. You're at war, and they're killing you, and, you, and we just complain. We hold signs, and we go to rallies, and we complain. They do, and we complain. That is a fucking problem. That is like being in a fight in a boxing ring. I'm, I'm not going to say because I'm not a professional fighter. I don't know. I was a professional soldier, so I'll use this analogy. That's like being on a battlefield and only maintaining a defensive posture forever. That's all you do. We're just going to be on the defensive forever. We're never going to go. We're just going to sit here and we're going to react to the enemy's attacks. They're going to probe our defenses, find our weaknesses. They get to set the pace and dictate the terms. They get to pick when we fight, where we fight, how long it goes on for, what goes on. They, they dictate everything. 
And we defend our, when we try our best to defend ourselves, and then we wait and react to what they're going to do next. They can take a break. They can go back across the mountains to Pakistan, you know, have some beers, come up with some new plans, some new strategies, whatever, and then come back and try some new shit. And we just sit there and wait. If you're in a perpetual defense, sooner or later, you will lose. You have to fight back. Sitting there and just reacting to getting punched in the face is not an effective means of, of defending yourself. That's like, I, so that what I was going to say is being in a ring, a UFC fight, a cage, boxing or whatever, and you're just trying to, you're just trying to block fucking shots to the face and, and, you know, dodge. That's it. That's all you do. The other fighter can like take a break, go back to his horn and go, oh, maybe I'll come back with some high kicks. Yeah, I'll try that. Maybe I'll try. You're not going to hit him back. You're just going to try to hide. How in the fuck do you think you're going to win somehow? We're going to occupy Wall Street. We're going to sit there with some signs. How, how is that? What, what is that doing? How does that put any pressure on the establishment? How does that, you know, encourage anyone to change their ways? It does nothing. They close the windows, they shut the blinds, and they ignore you. And, uh, you know, and they, t well, that's all we can do. If that's what you believe, if that's what you want to believe, that that's all that you can do, then you get what you deserve. Bruno Possum says the division is getting pretty bad. I'm surprised how many people I have met in Saskatchewan that believe all this crap. It's everywhere, man. The, the whole country. Is there a place for us to go? It's hard to see people uh, waking up, but your streams help. Thanks for all you do. Again, I'm trying, man. I'm like a medic, you know? That's basically it. I'm, I'm the medic, man. You know, I can fire some shots and put a tourniquet on you and be like, here, have some morphine. But that's it. If you're looking at me to be George Patton, I'm not that guy. What am I going to do? I got a fucking internet podcast. You know what I mean? Like, be realistic. These people out here are like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draft a constitution and I'm going to do this. This pie-in-the-sky nonsense. You have no political capital. You have no money. You have no connections. You have no ability to affect change. You have no way to affect change. You can't put pressure or momentum on anybody to make anyone do anything. You can't do it. You're just a per. You don't, you don't matter, essentially. In the political machine, you don't matter. What's Derek Sloan going to do, really? What can Roman Baber or Max Bernier do, really? Gets arrested. Oh, look. And it, what did everyone do? They complained. Man, that's fucked up. Anyway, now it's Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't go, hmm, I'm going to take my, you know, vast wealth and resources and organize any... Uh, he doesn't have it. He's, he's irrelevant, essentially. As far as the establishment can, is concerned... Who is he to Jagmeet Singh or, or Justin Trudeau or Aaron O'Toole? Nothing. He doesn't matter. That's why they don't acknowledge him. He's irrelevant. He's a distract. I mean, not saying he's doing it intentionally, but I mean, I hate to break it to you. There's not going to be an election for years. And it's like, you're going to want, you're going to sit there and watch the house burn for another few hours before the fire department even shows up. There's not going to be anything to save. What's, what is there going to even be for an election in a couple of years? Think, look at the damage they've done in just one and a half years. What are they going to do in another two? They do, and we complain. Picking from a terrorist's cheers rage. I have a few cold ones. I'm about to, and then I'm going to get out of here soon. Lone Star Texas says, Testicular fortitude is something only us bigots get. God bless Uncle Ted. And you bigots, thank you, man. DJ Cogdell says, Ryan Dawson, Really? Wants to do a Rijack stream with you on history. I would, I would be in, into that. Um, someone, I can't remember who it was, sent me a, a, a debate between that I would recommend listening to. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm only getting too, too into it, but it was uh, on the mustache, man. Christopher John Bjorkness and uh, Dennis Wise, who made that Hitler documentary. <sighs> 
interesting stuff. It, you know, Christopher John Bjorkens is a smart guy, and he's got a lot of interesting things to say. I'd recommend checking that guy out if you're interested. Yeah, I'll 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 do that with Ryan sometime. You know, he's just the time. He's in Japan. You know what I mean? So the time change is, is wild, but uh, you know, uh, that would be fun. I'm not I'm not nearly as as well versed in history as he is, but uh, it is it is fun to <laughs> it is fun to get into sometimes for entertainment purposes, but. Um, you know, and you need to, you need to understand if you understand the real history, how this place works. I mean, did, did you know, for example, Woodrow Wilson, who signed in the Federal Reserve Act, and as I, as I mentioned earlier, lamented it and said, well, I basically just sold out America. Like he knew what he was doing and he wasn't happy about it. He was basically coerced into doing it. Before that, did you know on the Titanic that three or four of the leading billionaires, patriotic American billionaires that opposed the Federal Reserve Act just so happened to be on that boat and went down with the ship and died. And one of, was it the Rothschild or Rockefeller represent from the United States was supposed to be on the boat? And he just didn't go last minute. And then Charles Lindbergh, also a very famous, influential American, was on, he, he, you know. <laughs> and then the Federal Reserve Act went back in. And they're on record talking about that, how they need to reclaim America. Bring it back under the system, under the banking system. And they got it. So it wasn't a free country after that anymore. And, it, and, and since then, it's been on the, uh, the, you know, the Federal Reserve banking system. That's the mafia. That's the cabal. That's the bad guys. And uh, they own everybody. And they've, it's been, they concoct things whatever way they want to do it. They, they you know, positioned people into getting into World War I. They brought America into the war. It had nothing to do with America at all. They deliberately sent the Lusitania in there to get sunk, knowing it would happen. The Germans tried to warn people. Nobody listened. And they played the propaganda thing and tugged the hearts. Oh, the poor dead babies. Think of the poor babies. You know, it was all a lie. But did it matter? Nope. And they got away with it. And what did everybody do? They complained. Doesn't matter. World War II, they set that up after the Treaty of Versailles. Everybody said, this is just going to set up another war. This is a joke. Why would they do this? Does it matter? Nope, they did it anyway. They set that war up too, and they just never stopped. There's no opposition, and anytime there is opposition, the wrong guy gets in charge, maybe like the Kennedys. Bang, bang, bang. They're all dead. They're all gone now, aren't they? JFK Jr., Robert Kennedy, John Jack Kennedy. Gone, gone, gone. No, John F. Kennedy Jr. is not secretly still alive, LARPing as a homeless man for Trump's QAnon cult to, to make Q drops on the internet. He's dead. He's super dead. Okay, the Clintons don't make mistakes like that. He's definitely gone. Okay? Because he was running for a seat in Congress in New York that Hillary wanted. And she was not going to beat John Kennedy Jr., who was very, very popular. Just so happens he died in a plane crash, despite being a fairly, you know, a good pilot. On a nice sunny day. Whoopsie doodle. You know, that's real life. Uh, Anderson Paladin says, for Philip's coke habit, God bless his black heart. He is, he is a black, horrible thing. Lone Star Texan says, I love a Rijack history stream. <laughs> We're drinking now. We're going to talk about the mustache man. You know, Joe Mac once says, buy a new brick. Billy Bob the Bigger Brick is building it back better in the Bigger Bunker back home, back in Nova Scotia. He's hanging out. He's, he's, keeping, it, uh, he's keeping it under control. You know, um, yeah, lockdowns continue forever and they've already extended the lockdowns. And, and now this, there's a reason I played that song earlier. Who's, who's going to fight in World War Three? They're setting this up now. They know what they're doing. And, and again, if you're in the military still, get the fuck out of there. Get out now, like right now. How are you still in? I have no idea. Do you want to go get wasted? Do you want to get blown away? Do you see what's happening around the world? You're being weakened from the inside out, and they're setting up the Western powers to fight against the Russians and the Chinese, and you will get run the fuck over. 
The Western have never been weaker. We're completely bankrupt. The ranks are falling apart. Morale's in the toilet. There's no leadership. Cultural Marxism and critical race theory everywhere. And now let's start a war with the fucking Russians. Ukraine welcomes NATO's stance on country's eventual membership. This is a red line for the Russians. If they inv- if they put Ukraine into NATO, oh, and that means they're going to be putting uh, you know weapon systems and missile systems on the, on the Ukrainian Russian border. Russia has long said, if you even fucking if you try this, it's on. It is fucking happening, and we are going to war. This is a non-negotiable, and almost as though that they're they're hell bent on making this happen. Another, you know, blood sacrifice. We're going to have another war. We've got to get rid of a lot of fucking more Europeans. Let's kill, let's kill another 60 million people. You think that's, you think it won't? Why would it? Why are you special? Why are we special? Do you think World War I and World War II, those people that, you know, lived through those times, they think that was going to happen? Fuck. When World War II happened and World War I, people were in disbelief and thought this was going to be over in a couple of weeks. This isn't going to turn into anything. Wrong. Fucking big wrong Ukrainian president, or puppet stooge, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky on Monday said he welcomed a NATO statement confirming Ukraine's eventual entry into the military alliance. What are you doing? What in the fuck are you doing? Russia says Ukraine, NATO continuing military preparations. There's more troops on the Russian border right now than since uh, Operation Barbarossa when the Germans invaded. What are you doing? What is going on? What does any of this have to do with the United States or Canada or anybody? Who are you? What are you doing? Get out. It's not worth your life. And if you think they're not going to throw you away, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. You see this flag here? How many fucking people got buried with that over a war that was complete dog shit? Uh, A a buddy of mine, Joe, has been posting, uh, angry as fuck, understandably, all these pictures of the Taliban with with Western weapons. M240s and C9s and, and, and C7s and fucking M16s and M4s. Where did they get all these American weapons? How is this possible? It's a fraud, and the Taliban has retaken all the ground we fought over. The war was completely pointless for no reason. It was a giant money-making venture. And you guys are still in there? Why are you... What are you doing? Your families care about you. You're kind of important to them. Uh, don't throw your lives away for a bunch of bullshit. For what? For critical race theory, Canada? For J- for Jagmeet Singh, everybody's a, everybody's racist, Canada? Justin Trudeau, I stand with Islam, Black Lives Matter, but fuck the patriots and I'm k- taking your guns, Canada? That's the country you're going to fight for? Everybody in the military should quit right fucking now, and I don't know how much more time... Oh, and you've already been, you've already been forcibly, basically coerced into taking experimental poisons. And then, if that's not enough, they're probably planning to use you against your own population. Population. But don't worry, it'll be just against the, the terrorists and the homegrown domestic extremists, the HDEs. That's what they'll use you against, so it's all going to be okay, right, boys? No, they're not really Canadians. They're, they're the bad kind. They're the alt-right Canadians. They're terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Get out. Get out. It's not what it used to be. It's, it's a charade. It's a fraud. Trust me. If I was in, I would quit again. I would quit over and over again. You're going to end up in a place like this, walking along, and you're going to get Russian artillery dummied on your head. You're going to be blown. You're going to be fucking vaporized for nothing, for literally no reason at all. Like, as if any of you have any idea or any understanding about what any of this is about. This is about gas and oil. People making money. People fighting over money. They don't want Russia running pipelines through the Ukraine into Europe because then the Europeans are going to be dependent on the Russians and it's going to fuck over the billionaires in the West that are making all their money on the oil and gas. That's what's going to... That's... You want to die for that? Really? 
Cool, bro. You want to die for that, but you're going to stand there and fucking do absolutely nothing while the police round up pastors, women and children, throw them in jail, arrest people, beat them up, tear, put fences around churches, lock down your kids, force them to wear masks, get an injection or else. You're fine with all that shit, but you're going to go, you're going to go get fucking wasted in the Donetsk because Justin Trudeau said something about socks or whatever. Wake up. Grow, I mean, for fuck's sakes, boys. I'm not trying to be me. I don't want you to get, I care about you guys. I sincerely do. And I do not want to see this happen again. A second time. Send them, send them to this, you know, whatever. You're not mercenaries. You want to go be a mercenary? Go be a fucking mercenary. You're supposed to defend and stand for the Canadian, the American, the British, the Australian, our people. You're supposed to defend our, this is not defending our people. This is fighting for billionaires and, and money changers. Who, if you haven't noticed, in case I was unclear earlier, don't give a shit about you or your sacrifice. This is what they think of you. They're willing to bury these fucking random people from Pakistan with the same honors as you. I'm surprised there wasn't a firing squad there for them. Or, sorry, firing squad. Funeral detail. You know? That's what they think of you. They, this is the same government that gives Omar Khadr fucking millions of dollars. He's a multimillionaire. Guys like Jody Middick and the rest of them got to fucking battle the VA for my buddy Frank for like decent prosthetics for their fucking legs. But not if you're Omar Carter. You're going to fight for these motherfuckers? What is wrong with you? Well, it's my job. There's lots of other jobs that don't include you getting maimed and massacred and blown the fuck away and leaving your parents fucking destitute and crushed forever. Just saying. I hate this photo, says Rage. Yeah, no kidding. So do I. So do I. Michael Carr, thank you, sir. He says, a long-term exit plan is essential. They will use the masses to crush us through division. Philip's Disciple says, raise there's still hope. This is just like Starship Troopers, war with China that we lose. We're going to lose this war. Uh, then the uh, world's economies collapse, then veterans take over. They're mostly dead. They're dead and disenfranchised um, or, or demoralized and don't care. So, you know, that image makes me so angry. It should. It, it, there's a reason it wasn't on CBC. I saw that and I was like, this can't, this can't be fucking real. But it is. And, you know, and this is the people they're going to defend. This is the people that the police are defending and the military is defending, the media is defending, that are literally facilitating uh, the deaths of, you know, children. That, that's who you're fighting for. Like, Jesus Christ. In America, psychiatrists wrote 86% more prescriptions for psychotropic drugs, including antidepressants during the lockdown months of March and April compared to January and February. 86% more. Think about that. Somebody's making mad money. You think they want this to stop? They're getting richer than ever. Every single poor person on the face of the earth has faced some harm, sometimes catastrophic harm, from this lockdown policy. Almost from the very beginning, lockdown was going to have enormous collateral consequences, things that are sometimes hard to see but are nevertheless real. Somebody, again, Todd gets a lot of shit. <laughs> you know, uh, Winnipeg Alternative Media, Todd McDougall, on his, on his page. And, uh, you know, saying something about the lockdown, he's, imagine the privilege... That, you know, the white privilege of fucking having to complain about a mask. Like, oh my God, that's your biggest problem? To which I replied, imagine having the privilege 
of not having to live in a world where you couldn't go see a dying family member whose last moments was spent in a hospital room alone because Coronu, who has to deal with their children attempting, these friends of mine, this has happened to, their children attempting suicide because they're so overwhelmingly depressed because Coronu, because of you people, or other family members who have lost decades of work, their businesses are destroyed and they're bankrupt and they've lost everything because Coronu. Imagine being so privileged that that didn't happen to you and you feel the moral superiority to poo-poo and turn your nose up at these people for suffering. You look at their suffering and you go, whatever doesn't didn't happen to me, so whatever. These people make me fucking sick. Can we fill the military ranks with them? You brave assholes, you think you're so fucking smart. Let's send you off to get fucking schmalacked by the Chinese. I'd be totally okay with that. Just one last point, you know, again, burn this into your mind unvaccinated Canadians, this is posted June 12th of this year, unvaccinated Canadians are a tinderbox that threatens Canada more than the variants, experts say. The experts say that you threaten Canada. Where do you think this leads? What do you think, what did you think of what, you know, Alexander, Alexander Augustine Wurzelroot said or Nick Fuentes said? If you want to look away, you want to put your head in the sand, that's that's your choice. Single dose has substantial protection. Remember the VAERS data I showed you earlier? Oh, it's substantial, all right. It's got substantial something. And they're faking the injections right in front of you, right in front of you, using fake syringes. This is not something you can ignore. And finally, look at this professor. Historians, I don't know who, which professor said this, historians will look back on lockdowns as the most catastrophic event of all human history, if we survive. Stanford University professor, oh, have you ever heard of that place? Of medicine, this is from another, yeah, same guy from earlier. Jay Bhattachara, sounds Indian, that in years to come, lockdowns will be looked back upon as the most catastrophically harmful policy in all history. Speaking to the London Telegraph podcast, Planet Normal, Bhattachara noted that government scientific advisors remain attached to the policy of lockdown in spite of the total failure of this strategy. Again, the, the, the variants and the, the cases, we need more lockdowns. All you've done is more restrictions and lockdowns and it has had no fucking effect whatsoever. So maybe you should stop considering the cost to your people if you give a shit at all, but you don't though, do you? Obviously we know this. I do think that future historians will look back on this and say this was the single biggest public health mistake possibly of all history in terms of the scope of harm that it's caused. I agree. The epidemiologist, what would he know, added every single poor person, again, I said, on the face of the earth has faced hum some harm, some is catastrophic harm. Almost from the very beginning, lockdown was going to have enormous collateral consequences, things that are sometimes hard to see but nevertheless real. He further noted that serious mental and physical illnesses have been basically ignored. And, quote, we closed our eyes to them because we were so scared about the virus and so enamored with the idea that the lockdown could stop the virus. Why were we scared? Because the media lied to you, because the politicians lied to you, and because paid-off, sycophant, scumbag doctors who are just as easy to bribe as these, as these politicians lied to you. They lied to you. You should be furious. You should be absolutely out of your skin, on fire, angry. They've killed children and women and people, destroyed your livelihoods, your future. It's all gone. It's all on fucking fire now because they lied and they do and we complain about it that has to change 
Bhattacharya is one of the co-authors of the Great Barrington Declaration. You heard of that? I've mentioned it many times, which has received thousands of signatures from medical and public health scientists. The declaration states that lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health, citing worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, deteriorating mental health, leading to a greater excess mortality in years to come. His latest comments come as government is warning that England's lockdown measures could remain in place beyond Freedom Day on June 21st, despite the fact for 11 out of the last 12 weeks, deaths have been below the five-year average. Why would they do that? And now they're all flying around the world talking about the climate crisis because they're so fucking scared. You have to stay home and cock and communicate and work through Zoom calls, but they can fly around because the rules don't apply to them because they're important and you're not. They literally have people walking around with drinks on trays, wearing masks, while they don't have to. Because that's the help. The help doesn't work. I mean, Jesus Christ, you might as well have made them black, too. <laughs> I think there was actually, the one photo I did see, it was an Asian kid. So, you know. This is who we're supposed to listen to. This is who we're supposed to respect and trust the science and all this stuff. It's, uh, it's insulting. You know, I'm embarrassed for myself. That, any, that we've allowed this, that we permit these people to walk the streets of this country without being in perpetual fear for what they've done. This is absolutely astonishing. Because there's no, there's no recourse. There's no punishment. There's no consequences. They can just arrest people in front of their children. It doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want. They know no one's going to do anything, so who cares? Right? It's, uh, it's, it's quite disturbing. So I don't know. We're going to we're going to see what happens. I mean, it's, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. I, I, again, Canada is, has no stomach to fight. I think it's years away, if at all. Things have got to get so much, so much worse here. And the brainwashing is so total and complete here. Uh, they might as well roll this place off on a carpet. At least there's places in the United States that it, it seemingly they have leadership that are willing, at least so far, they may fold in the future. Well, I would rather, you know, hedge my bets on somebody that, you know, hasn't folded yet over somebody like Jason Kenny, who couldn't wait to fucking bend over and spread his ass. Bonnie, you know, Doug Ford. Are you kidding me? I'm going to put this away first before I end this. YouTube comments here. We're not a majority anymore. No, we're not, and that's a problem. As much as I don't want to say, you know, sometimes you got to take the loss. Sometimes you got to retreat and reconstitute elsewhere. It's just not smart to stay and martyr yourself for what? For why? You gotta, you got, you want to, you gotta be smart if you want to win, guys. And I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm going to shut and I'll, and I'll use this as an analogy, okay? Again, doesn't matter your outcome, your thoughts on the war, whatever it is, what it is. It's just people fighting people. Every war is the same. All of them. All the world wars. World War II. It's about bankers making money. And it's about people getting what they want and manipulating the public to get what they want. That's what it's always been about. And it's, it's not going to change. But, you know, in that context, imagine being, you know, somebody in Poland. Or, you know, the French, the French army. And they lost. They got beat. And what did they do? Did they? Some guys stayed and fought to the death. Was that the right move? It's idealistic. It's romantic. Makes a hell of a story. But they're dead. And I talked to one of the guys, and he's like, my father had to flee the Soviet Union 
to come here and, and you know as a political you know what if he didn't he could have been killed and imprisoned and then you wouldn't even exist and your children wouldn't even exist is that winning to you yeah but i stayed and i fucking yeah and you fucking you're gone you're gone you're wiped out and now what now you can't do shit survival is imperative if you don't live to fight another day you don't fight at all so these guys you know they left poland they left france and you know they had to swallow their pride and go fuck and reconstitute themselves in the united kingdom and they joined the british air force and they fought in polish squadrons and french squadrons and they had french and polish ground units that reinvaded europe later with the allies you know, and they eventually, you know, they pulled it. Well, we didn't save Poland. We left them to the devices of the Soviets because it was a, that whole war was to implement communism and socialism, essentially. And they got what they wanted. They, they did. Who won that war? Who won World War Two? Look at Europe before World War Two and look at it in the years after. Who won? Who made all the money? Who got everything they wanted? Who did who, who made out like gangbusters there? Exactly. Hmm. How's that going for us now? You know? I don't know. I feel like the billionaires who made, you know, they made even more. Anyway. So, I don't know. I'm saying if it's if it's within your means, I would consider it. I don't I don't endorse like going to run on a on hide on an island and disappear forever. That's not going to help anybody. But uh if it's if it's up if you can do it, if you can I I wouldn't recommend staying in these cities, man. Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Halifax, fucking get, you know, it's oh, it's you know, Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta move to higher ground. You know what I mean? Do you want to be the last guy on the Titanic bailing out water? Went down with the ship. How romantic! We'll write a book about him. You know, but uh, you, you're that. That's the end of it for you. You want to stay here and get arrested, or, or go to jail, or, or whatever. Or worse, you know the environment that we're moving into. Other talking about uh, people like us, conservative, patriotic people. Uh, you know, you'd see the rhetoric and you see the writing on the wall and you've got Trudeau and saying the whole government unanimously, Aaron O'Toole, Canada's having a summit on Islamophobia, a summit. The whole world is going to gather here to learn how to combat hate. And what do you think will be the result of that? You know, the last time something like that happened was over Christchurch in New Zealand. There was a summit. There was a summit. And then radical gun legislation was passed all over the place. New Zealand banned everything outright. Canada fucking came right. Oh, yeah. How convenient. The whole Wartman situation, right? Now we're going to have a summit on Islamophobia. You think they're not going to take advantage of this to censor everything out? So, you know, free speech is going to be dead. Uh, everything else is gone. So, I mean, <laughs> I already identified. You see, there's no Canadian flag behind me anymore. I have this flag, you know. And your, your, your home and your, your nation really is your people. It's not the land. It's not the ground. It's not the trees, you know, as lovely and wonderful as it is. If you lose the people, it's gone. What difference does it make? If you take England and you replace it, it you, England is all Saudi Arabians now, nationals and Pakistanis and Indians. Is it still England? Geographically, it is. But is it the same place? It's not the same people. The people is the country. The people are your home. The people are, are what make it the way it is. And if you don't preserve that, you're fucking done. That's your, that should be your priority. Now I'm just rambling about nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to read the rest of these. Uh, I, I would, I'm going to get back to the Discord someday, sometime. I'm just, this one was okay, but sometimes the, the connections are wonky and it just it be, it creates a mess. Um, I think I got that. Picking Montero says, reorg rage, collect more ammo, patent, collect canteens, Lone Star, make sure belt fed ammo is taken care of. Oh, you're doing, bat you're doing the consolidation phase, Roger that. 10 and 2, 10 and 2. Everybody, you know, I need two guys to go back to the CCP. 
Take the casualties back. Uh, recall. How many mags you got? Ammo cas. <laughs> Four mags. Uh, two grenades. Uh, one dildo. A dildo? I threw it at the commies. It distracted them. They all got really excited. That was smart, Jimmy. I like your thinking. <laughs> oh, man. I always have trouble finding a fucking... Find a song later. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Maybe I should have just went to the Discord, but it's it's late now. It's late, and I don't want to don't want to do it. Um, you know. Uh, again, I mean, I'll if I believe it, I'll say it. But I'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up your ass and say, oh, don't worry, everything's we don't gotta do anything. Everything's gonna be great. We're losing bad, and it's it's getting worse. So you know, I'm not gonna tell you to to just dig in and stay where you're at, and then get fucking wiped out because <laughs> they'll pick you off one at a time. They'll isolate people, and uh, you know. I'll, I'll fight them. Well, what are you going to do? The police are going to come take all your shit. And they're going to send four cops to your house and what? You're going to fight them? Okay. Then then when those, you know, then what happens if you win? Those, there's not four more cops come. Four fucking hundred cops come. And then if you somehow survive that interaction, then the pro team comes out. Then the fucking counterterrorism military units come out. And then you're really, you're talking drones, thermal optics, satellites, fucking all of, all of it robots fucking snipers that can take your head clean off from two kilometers away you know at night with thermal you know they'll fucking tunnel under your house man like you're up against it at that point if you don't have a people if you don't if you're not unified you don't have you know that kind of coordinated effort to you know work together to practice you're not gonna fucking if you think you're gonna just wait you're just gonna siege yourself in and you know hang out in some property somewhere and just fight off the world by yourself. You're, you're, I mean, it's pie in the sky. It's just not realistic. It's not going to happen. Uh, like, you know, some people find out the hard way. So I'm not saying anything one way or another, but I, I think it's time to start considering alternatives, you know, to, uh, do you, do you really want to stay here and see it out to the end, the bitter end and, uh, go down that way? I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's, that's what you want to do. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm no good to anybody in jail. How is that? What's that going to do? I'm going to go to jail and then what? You know, you guys are going to go, damn, that sucks. Well, shitty, you know, and I'm in jail for years for the wrong opinion, for the, for the wrong political opinions. Or if I'm, I successfully, you know, we, we can relocate a bunch of us, you know, we can go to relocate to the, to another country, the United States, three hours away. And I'll just keep doing the same shit. That would be better, right? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just rambling nonsense. Eventually, Stax says, eventually they will get you. They might. YouTube, uh, everybody says, peace out. Yeah, it's time to shut it down. A lot. Fuck. This was the, the biggest crowd we've had in a while, especially on YouTube. It was well over 400 on there. Uh, Trovo, quite a few as, where, as well. <laughs> Corporal Killjoy says, I was just drunk and didn't want to go. You can't make me go. That's a common theme, especially when you're downtown tonight. Ian M., how are you, brother? How, how'd you make out? How was Sunday morning for you, more specifically? We do what Washington did, coordinated maneuver warfare, reconstitute, reorganize, readjust, re, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, 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 and reignite, I suppose. Uh, doing the same thing you've always done, if it's failing, is always going to fail. You got to be flexible and you got to learn to uh, readjust uh, things, I suppose. Um, anyway, I suppose that'll do it for me. What do you guys think? It is what it is. I hate fucking saying. Why do I say that? Can other, can another doctor diagnose me as to why do I say it is what it is? Is what it is, man. That's the fucking. Every time I say it, I want to punch me. So if it annoys you, it's fine. I will. I'll do it for you. You ready? Ah! Oh! Ah! Those kind of hurt. Ah! Ah! There. You happy now? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody beats me up as bad as I do. Okay. 
Nobody hates me more than me. Anti-hate, anti-fa. I fucking hate that guy. Jokes on you. Nobody hates me more than me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even. You can't even stand. You can't come close to the level of self-loathing on I. <laughs> Seems like someone threw a, you know, fire on a gas line and that kind of thing. Oh, actually, before, I was about to uh, just throw this down. But actually, I want to show you something hilarious. For no reason at all. This is kind of how I feel. The This is just the way the world... Actually, these last two things. This is funny. The next part is a good point, And then we'll go home. How about that? So, this is... <laughs> Someone sent me this with no Bushman. Was that you? No context whatsoever. None at all. And I was just like, okay, what is this? This is what I feel like. Um, this is how we all entered the year 2021 was in this F-150. I would, would believe. No, it actually looks like a Dodge Ram. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? My God, man! What is happening? You know, just some guy hammered out of his mind, just fucking peels into it. Imagine being these people in the intersection, just minding their own business, and this guy's like, Aah! just touches, just taps a pole, brings the pole down, transport the whole street's on fire now. Jesus Christ, Ricky! What are you doing? Look, imagine just standing there. You see, guys, life can go off the rails at any fucking moment in time, okay? And um, further to the uh, the point I was talking about, men's groups specifically. That's why they want to let you have groups, they want to let you have symbols, and want to let you organize because there's a reason for that. And uh, this guy's dead. I forget his name. He was a, a, a kind of a rich entrepreneur type guy. And then but he got uh, diagnosed with like a, a, a terminal illness. Then he just went super based and didn't give a fuck. He just didn't give a fuck anymore and said all the no, no, no things. So he's like buried. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but... Um, this guy, yeah, uh, worth listening to. Check it out. Gangs of men are dangerous, and gangs of strong men are dangerous. It makes sense to feminize men. It makes sense to break up the men's groups. You know, you used to have men's groups, and now there are no men's groups because a group of strong men is hard to control, but a group of weak men, a group of effeminate men, a group of girly men or men that are interested in just playing video games and masturbating all day, really easy to control those versus, you know, men who are educated, men who know how to use firearms, men who know history. Those are dangerous men. Yeah. Yeah, about that, you know? So I, I posted that in the Telegram channel. Which one do you want to be? Which one do you want to be? You want to be a dangerous man or do you want to be a soft, effectual, no threat to the system? You know, like Jordan Peterson says. Dangerous man, a, a, good, a good man is someone who is a dangerous man but has it under control. He's a good guy. Good guy, nice guy. Uh, but don't, you know, <laughs> don't push him. Don't, don't push him to, 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 do, to do shit because he will fucking light your world on fire. All right. That's a good guy. Someone who's who's harmless is is what is that? You know, these these men, you know, I'm going to use the term loosely. They think they're 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 virtuous. I'm a I'm a I'm better like this. <laughs> my buddy Pat got into it with one of these idiots on the Facebook page like <laughs> Duncan something some loser. Look at me. I do curling. This guy literally thought he was some kind of superior male because he's like the, the most soyed out beta cuck fucking thing ever. Like I'm, I'm so they, they've convinced these guys that they're so much better and superior. They're so virtuous because they're so harmless, right? 
it's the opposite. It's so hilarious. But, uh, you know, you can be, wh which one would you rather be? I know which one I'd rather be. And uh, I try my best every day. I always fall short, but that's the whole point. You know, you keep trying every day. A little bit, little bit better. Try harder. Try harder, come on. CRJ. Northern Bigots. This is Canada's fuck. Another great stream. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Ryan Dawson. Triangulon. CRJ, it is what it is. We enjoy the uptick in beatings. Ontario, Phillips, Disciple, Michael Carr, Joe Mack, Lone Star, Texan, Anderson, Paladin, DJ Cogdale, Lone Sob, Texan, Bruno Possum. The Voice of Reason Stack, Sergio Bonus Bone, The Ferryman's Toll, Mark, thank you so much, Short and Long Stacks, NYC Bit, Howling Mad Mike, Pickley from Mont I read you, Zodiac, Merc 306, War Relish 89, Starshine Girl, Camus Key, The Ferryman's Toll, Amos C9M, Lower VR, Hank Bangor in Maine, Pumpkin Launcher, Full Draw Scarps, Tazanico! No! Taz, no! Call it off! Call it off! I, it's been a while since I did the suicide, uh, you know, plain uh, kamikaze joke, but, uh, you know, throwback to back, you know, way back before things were horrible, Taz. Cheers. Hope you're doing well, sir. Crisby, Jessica, Winston, Fujimori, Sergeant Bear, Greg Jeffrey, Ruth, Ruth. Derek Knight, Bustful of Nuns, thank you, brother. And the rest. Thank you, guys, I appreciate it. RagingDisney.tv, Linktree, linktr.ee slash Raging all the links are there to all the channels, all the things, all the stuff, the stickers and whatever, if you want them. The flags, flags of Diagon. Email Frank if you need one. jmax 74 on Instagram. The Telegram channel, t.me slash Raging Join there for all the uh, updates, links, and so on and so forth. Hey, the stream didn't get didn't get taken down. This is the first time in forever. Must be, was it the title? Was it the title, Anti-Hate? Is that why? You wanted to wait and see what I was going to do? I've successfully baited them into writing whole articles on titles before, so I thought this one was just... Was it a little on the nose? Dagalon forever. Again, find the others. Find your friends. Uh, if that's what we gotta do, that's what we gotta do. But uh, this is yours. Don't let them have this ever. This is where you win and this is where you lose. That's why they want it so fucking bad. Understand? Cheers, guys. I'll see you Wednesday for dumpster toss time. Hey, ho. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, as usual. Same bigot time, same bigot channel. Philip and I 
are going to go discuss what to do with all those uh, Circulonian slaves we've collected. And it's uh, his, his, his flag-building empire. Hopefully he doesn't bring that book out again, the haunted book. Cheers, guys. Propatris, Six Emperor Tyrannus. Take care of each other. Find the others. I'll see you on Wednesday. felt no more music that's enough you don't need a soundtrack for a soundtrack for torture you sound like the guy from reservoir dogs i don't know why i've been in tonight. i know you love that scene dude i it's fuck i remember yes i remember when we first met that was a crazy weekend you had it on repeat for for like a fucking entire day and a half who does that that's i mean I, that should have been a red flag but i was kind of fucked up admittedly myself but I mean, sitting there watching, in retrospect, you know, you, you did an entire, like, baker's plate of cocaine to that scene of a guy getting his ear cut off. I don't know, clowns to the left of me. Over and over and over again. I was like, why are we watching this over again? And you're like, I just admire it. I just admire it. You're a fucking scary guy. You know? And what was with the, what was with the thing with the flags before? I don't want to see it again. No, you showed me before. It was scary then. It's scary now. No one needs to see or hear or ever know about it. The the, the book of instructions of where how you, you know, how you make the flags. No one cares. I mean, they just want them, all right? Flags of Diagalon at protonmail.com. That's all anybody needs to know. They don't want to know how they're made. They don't need to know, you know, Anything like that. <laughs> this thing isn't working. It's what it is. I said it again, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, Phil. You're gonna you're gonna beat me in the head now. No, don't put the fucking. Oh. I used to love Reservoir Dogs. Now I just find it, uh, you know, disturbing. Steve Buscemi is not a handsome guy. What the hell is wrong with you? He's like universally acknowledged to be the most ugly man in history. But you know what? It is an inspiring story. That that no, don't let anyone tell you you can't be a Hollywood star if your face looks like a you know a melted pumpkin. Because you can, and Steve Buscemi is proof. That concludes our broadcast day. From Bigot One Hundred Four Point Four FM, home of the Agalon. Good night. <laughs>